0: Coming up this week, Offscreen. We break out the semicolons for the Emoji Movie. Valerian takes us to the city of a thousand planets. Sally Hawkins is Maudie. Formula One royalty gets the documentary treatment with Williams. It's never a good day to die in The Land of Mine. And psyches
1: get ruptured by the ghoul. Others to come and more, Offscreen. This is...
0: This is off screen. Offscreen. Offscreen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. Ooh, welcome to Screen. I'm Van Connor. I am Case Allen. Welcome back, Mr. Allen. And thank you, by um, the way, for sitting in. Welcome back to you, Mr. well, Thank you for sitting in, by the way, after you've driven for four hours. I really appreciate it. That was a nice, uh, yes. nice touch. Yes. Well, you no, know, I, I had to escape the South. <laughs> fair enough. Come, come back to my own kind. So, we, well, yes, you you, dear at heart Rotherham boy. So, it is Rotherham, isn't it? Uh, near enough. Near enough. Near okay, enough. fair yeah. enough. Um, so, uh, we've got loads of news. We've got loads of reviews, competitions. It's top five. Yeah, we've, we've kind of built things up because we took a week off. That's it. It was so, our penance. It's like, if we go away, you have to work you have on to the do beaches. have to do doubly hard. Yeah. You have to work on the beaches of Essex. That's what it is. So, uh, some <laughs> film news to start I guess off. I went to a beach in I Essex, know you too. did. <laughs> I went to Walter Nominates. <laughs> I've just got the image of you sat on an Essex beach with an iPad being like, okay. So need uh, to do this thing.
1: Transformers. Doctor okay. Strange. Oh, okay. Oh, let's segue, because you said but first. Let's do that thing first. Okay, what we got? So, um... We all know there's going to be a Transformers spin off about Bumblebee, which is now apparently officially called Bumblebee. It's going to be called Bumblebee. Okay, so an imaginative clever title. What no. else are you going to do? Uh, Travis Knight from uh, Leica is going to be done. Yeah, place, Kubo
0: it? and the, the Two Strings? Yeah. yeah, he
1: directed that. He is the head of Leica of as well. Of course
0: he is, yes.
1: I think. Isn't his dad like the head of Nike or something, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And with with the money he got from that, he helped to... Build an animation studio, as one does. Which is great. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've uh, released a press release saying that it is now underway. Mm. Um, um, Hayley Steinfeld is going to be in the lead, as was uh, rumored. Indeed. Not just that. I think the biggest news... John Cena is going to be my there. god. John Cena. Because when you can't get Mark Wahlberg, you get the guy that looks like <laughs> Mark Wahlberg.
0: ain't Mark Wahlberg. I <laughs> that's it. That's, that's yeah. the thing. It's so weird because it's gonna be the first Transformers movie in sequence that doesn't have Mark Wahlberg mm. in it, and you're choosing a guy who everyone says looks like Mark, Mark Wahlberg, Wahlberg. Just and big. who had the joke in Trainwreck. I look like Mark Wahlberg. Ate Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, that's so weird. That film really helped to break John Cena as a. Movie stuff. It really did. I love him in that movie. If you've never seen Trainwreck, it's worth seeing purely for John Cena. He's amazing. (laughs) John Cena and Tilda Swinton who just steal that movie. Oh Um, yeah, absolutely. I I forgot that Tilda Swinton was even in there. I didn't realize. I saw it twice before I
1: realized it was Tilda Swinton. I remember telling you. Yeah, I was like, is that? Is it really? Because there's an amazing thing when uh, Ezra Miller. Comes into the office and it's like, a we need to talk. We need to Kevin, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, no, I, I caught the last like 40 minutes on Now TV the other day on the, on the live yeah. section on Now TV because I, I was too lazy to watch it from the beginning. And uh, I, I love some it's certain good. parts of that, which just yeah. the ending lets me down, but I think it's a great movie otherwise. It's just Amy Schumer that lets me down, but <laughs> everything really? else. Bill Hader, great. Oh, Bill awesome. Hader, so good. Great. Yeah. And yeah. how awful is that scene with uh, Matthew Broderick and is it Marv Albert? <laughs> yes. That is the worst scene in that movie. Like, <laughs> that's even worse than the ending. Oh, yeah. But. I agree. But um, just going back to uh, Bumblebee. <laughs> yes, indeed. Sorry, what that was what do one. we What do we think? This is a set in California in the late 80s. Uh, 1985.
1: 1985. Think, yeah.
0: And it has a Bumblebee as a VW Beetle this time. Yeah. That's an that's important That's the interesting point. thing. Yeah. And he's apparently war damaged and battle scarred. He hides out in a junkyard, and that's where he meets a seventeen-year-old mechanic who looks like Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld, Because that's in this universe. That's that's how it works. That's how it works. Mechanics are all attractive women Mm -hmm. in the Transformers universe. It's astonishing. More more than that,
1: she is a really good actress. And I think I I think you
0: forget the first time.
1: Everyone saw her was in True Grit, which and which she got nominated incredible. for an the Oscar in Yeah, it's it's a strange. She got nominated for best supporting, even though she she is the lead in that film. Well, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, she's great in that, and I don't know. I'm gonna be quietly optimistic.
0: We can try, we can hope, but I do awesome. want to point out that that movie, the Bumble, Bumblebee movie, which is actually called Bumblebee because it's a clever title, yes. um, is is being written, has been written by uh, the writer of a film I watched for the first time while I was away, mm. yeah. um, the Catherine Heigl Rosario Dawson thriller, Unforgettable. Then that's all my hopes dashed. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very very bad. Was it like the title? Oh, it, it, or will will you remember it for the rest of your life. I, you will kind of forget it. You, you will kind yeah. of forget it, but it, it, it was just astonishingly bad. It's not. That Worst one I've seen this week, but uh, it was Ooh, it was pretty bad. Tease of things to come. Tease of things well, to come. Not, not, not the most sinister film I've seen this week, that's for sure. But this uh, is great. We should do, we should do we should start a show off like this all the time. Yeah, let's do that. Let's yeah, do, let's just a little a little,
1: little bit of a hint. Of we're we're nerdist doing. for five minutes. I swear. Close I will ever get to becoming Chris Hardwick and having all of his money. Oh, I just I really don't find him entertaining. Anyway. um... <laughs> I'm sorry at midnight. <laughs> sorry at midnight, but I've forgotten. Anyway, let's guess it move
0: on to the first one, which is Valerian. Valerian. Okay, so Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which is based on the French language graphic novel series uh, Valerian and Laureline. So, Valerian and Laureline are a pair of space-hopping time-traveling uh, space agents. Basically, they're cool. like, kind of like military officers slash FBI agents slash Han Solo. Yeah. And we they just are... Just going police yeah, space. Exactly. So yeah. Major Valerian is played by uh, Dane DeHaan. And uh, Laura Lee, whose rank I forget, is played by Cara Delavine Because... Because no one learnt the suicide squad lesson here at all. Because eyebrows. Because eyebrows. Anyway, um, so they are sent on a mission to recover an alien artifact, uh, which is you know, being targeted by extraterrestrial thieves or whatever. They get the artifact, and no sooner do they have the artifact and are returning to base, they find themselves um, forced to chase down the cause of a radioactive surge at the center of the space station they are based upon. And it somehow ties into this um, artifact. And there's a giant intergalactic conspiracy. And by the way, this is all by Luc Besson, who made The Fifth Element. So you know it's going to be wacky, zany, and inventive. And here's a clip.
1: We both know you're quite a lady killer. So why do you lose interest in a girl as soon as you win her heart?
0: Because I'm looking for the perfect woman.
1: But you've never stopped to look. That's not a crime. No, it's not a crime. But just admit it. You're scared of commitment. <laughs> me, scared of commitment? Are you kidding me? Nine years in the service. Impeccable record. Seven medals of honor. Never lost a partner. Yeah, until now.
0: Tang Dahan and. Cara Delevingne, they almost forgot her name. Right, as you might be able to tell from the clip, there is one very serious problem in this film, and it's not Cara Delevingne. Is it Dane DeHaan? It is, in fact, Dane DeHaan. So, right, case in point that the clip, for instance, mentions our nine years in the service, my impeccable record, you're like, hang on a minute, you look about 25, dog. I mean, Really? <laughs> At best, you look about 25. You, you, you to have one of those faces forever. He's just always going to look really young. Well, that and forever, he's going to look like a strung-out DiCaprio. But uh, He is, definitely. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. I know Dane DeHaan is a good actor, and I've seen him do tremendous work in other films. This is not one of those films, and it is a shame, because, you know, outside of him, there's all the raw materials here for something really amazing. Now... It comes to us, though, from the guy that made The Fifth Element. And the problem is The Fifth Element's kind of a big shadow to have casting over you, uh, cast over you, and uh, this never quite steps out of that shadow. I think it's always going to get compared to The Fifth Element, isn't it? It pretty much is, Uh, which is a shame because, first of all, it's one of the most inventive works of cinema you've seen in quite some time. In terms of the ideas that are brought to life in this film, you will not believe what they throw in here. I mean, there are just... To give you what this is just one example of many. There is a chase sequence in this film, right? A five-minute-long chase sequence that involves augmented reality, dimension hopping, wormholes, I think there was time travel in there, Uh, genetic code swapping, phase shifting. Kitchen sink. Yeah. Yeah. And you start thinking, well, there's like seven or eight ideas, movies worth of ideas in the background of any one scene. I mean, that chase sequence, incidentally, takes place in an alien shopping market, like a big market that's in another dimension that you have to wear certain equipment to walk through. And you're actually walking through an empty desert, but you can reach in and grab things. It's deranged. It's absolutely brilliant. And it all follows the most amazing five minute long intro to any film you've seen since probably Lord of War or, or maybe Watchmen. I mean, those are both great opening sequences. I know you're particularly fond of Lord of War. I really am. (laughs) But the only problem is, that, like Lord of War, you get this amazing opening. The rest of the film never quite lives up to it, and you come away a little bit disappointed. Having said that, there's enough fun in there. There's enough humour in there. Uh, Aside from Dane DeHaan, Cara Delevingne's actually quite likeable in this. She actually brings some sass to it that it really needs. She gets the funny, that's fine. Uh, Rihanna is basically the Chris Tucker of this one. And mm, she's the she's breakout? Ruby Rod. Cheers, yeah, yeah, she's basically Ruby Rod. She's the breakout character. Um, Ethan Hawks, e- Ethan Hawks? Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Ethan's Hawks, I want Key and Peel then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ethan Hawks. Ethan's Hawks', yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounded like Horses, didn't it? He did, a bit. <laughs> but yeah, Ethan Hawk gets to, uh, spread his wings a little bit with a sort of comedic alien pimp role. I didn't know, but Ethan
1: Hawk was even imps. No, they, go. I know that, uh, Clive Owen. Uh-huh. Clive Owens, is yep. I know the Johnny Be Good man. I was going to
0: try and catch you off guard with that. Yeah, he's a voice. You don't he's know Of he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's just like a motion capture performance. But you can, you can tell. You this can. Right? Of course, um, it's worth seeing purely for those first five minutes. Those first five minutes are what you get if you combine The Martian, the opening credits of Star Trek Enterprise, the entire concept of Babylon Five, and the song "Space Oddity" by uh, <laughs> David Bowie, and Fifth Element, and, and Fifth I Element. Guess. Yeah, yeah. mash all that up. You've got the single best five minutes. Luke Besson has or will. <laughs> ever shoot. It's worth seeing purely for that. I cannot recommend it highly enough. And uh, yeah, see it, see it on the biggest, loudest screen you can, although it's not being shown in IMAX. That's into. a shame. I uh, thought it would be. I thought it would be hanging uh, out that. So let's uh, plug uh, competitions, podcasts, things. We got uh, loads of uh, loads of our uh, our community corporate, as it were. <laughs> but uh, don't forget the podcast uh, edition, the extended version with all the films that we can't fit into the radio edit. Uh, that's available on iTunes, Acast, uh, Deezer, on our actual website on onscreenfilm.com. dot com. Yeah, you can get it pretty much any anywhere podcast wise. I'd imagine we kind of yeah. made it easy for people. Oh, and ACAS gives you the digital bling, which I'm very, very proud of now. You love the digital bling. I love bling. the digital bling. I'm so pictures. all about the digital bling, dog. Um, and, of course, competitions, because we've got some good ones this week. We've got... Uh, what do we have? Viceroy's House DVD and Book. Do you win that? Yeah. Worth yeah. It? Oh, Were you a fan? Ah. Uh, I thought it was a bit. I thought the film uh, delved too much into the sort of the, the comedic side and then too much of the dark side. But then yeah. uh, I kind of but would it's, rather it straddle the line. It's
1: got the bloke from uh, Downton, exactly, well, and Scully.
0: But I did remember at the time I really wanted to read the book. So, uh, so, there you uh, are. so there you go, follow in my footsteps. Still read lining. the book, <laughs> enjoy. And we have Blu-rays of the Transfiguration to give away as well, which is oh, an amazing, that's amazing. movie. That's a bit of a Vampire. Not yeah, that's the, that's the sort of Vampire in Brooklyn kind of thing. But except, not Vampire in Brooklyn. But not Eddie Murphy's Vampire in Brooklyn. And Charlie Murphy was in that too, wasn't he? He was, yeah. He was. Rest in peace, not dog. Happy. Anyway, <laughs> too many dogs this week, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so competitions, onscreenfilm.com. There's a competition section on there. Don't forget a podcast edition for more fun and our moment of Cage. And on that note, we cue the music. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen the on-screen radio show. So, we're back. So, what should we talk about now, Mr. Allen? I've actually forgotten what it is next. Let's talk about a film called The Ghoul. The Ghoul? I don't know that much about this is not Dana. There is only Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I need to actually bring it up on the iPad here, because I, I have actually forgotten who the director of this was. So, maya culpa. Right, so, The Ghoul is the latest film from Gareth Tunley. I, I'd not actually heard of Gareth Tunley before. Um, he, though he was an actor in films like uh, Kill List and Down Terrace. And, but I wasn't familiar with him as a... a bunch as a of like director. the Ben Wheatley stuff. Yeah, kind of that. Like. Ben Wheatley is actually a producer on this. Oh, right. Now... And, and that's I think that's kind of an important thing to know because it's gonna come up. Right. <laughs> this is a not in not in that no, way. I, not in the usual or oh, Ben Wheatley socks way. Oh, Ben Wheatley so sort of rated. I liked Free Fire. I liked the one in the tower ta- high rise. High rise, yeah. High rise. So you've know, never seen high rise. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong here. That's my thing. I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Wasn't I, I was wrong about uh, Hear oh, that, yeah, everyone growth. Thanks. Growth. That is growth there. Technically speaking, since this is, uh, you know, a, 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 a media content thing, we can call it character growth and character development. Mm. There you go. It's a story arc. Character story arc. Story arc, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, The Ghoul is... Back to The Ghoul. The Ghoul is about a homicide detective who um, goes undercover as a, as a psychiatrist's patient in order to figure out if the psychiatrist had anything to do with a murder he's investigating. However, there's something a little bit more going on, something a little bit more insidious. And, well, yeah, cop, murder, investigation. Suspect. Do the math. Here's a clip. The landlord says he hasn't seen him for a week. The state agency doesn't know where he is. It's hard enough finding this address.
1: No family. Mother dead. Father estranged. Lives abroad. The employment records practically non-existent. Trust fund kid. She explains this place. Almost.
0: Coulson wasn't managing the building at the times of the murders.
1: He only got the job three days after the shooting. Turns out Michael Corson's quite the colourful character. Been quizzed several times, especially for violent stuff, but nothing's ever stuck. Seems he genuinely never gets involved. Just hangs around criminals and crime scenes. I think he talks other people into doing stuff just because he gets a kick out of
0: it. Yeah, monologue, monologue, monologue. Welcome (laughs) to the world of the ghoul. So, uh, Tom Meaton is uh, the the lead here, and uh, I wasn't. There was something familiar about him to look him up, and I couldn't quite place him. And it's because he appears in films like Sightseers, which guess what? Ben Ben Wheatley Wheatley film. Um, And he also stars next to, um, alongside, sorry, um, Alice Lowe in this. Guess what? Ben Wheatley. Ben Wheatley. And you watch the, You watch the film. You step back from it, and you do feel like, okay, this has kind of got the style of Kill List. You know, the sort of the urban side of Kill List before it went into its little weird Wicker Man terrain. Mm. It's kind of got that going on for it, but it's not. It's clearly not got the resources of a Ben Wheatley film. It's not got the you know the the, the vast talent pool of production designers, etc. That Ben Wheatley clearly now has access to mm. as his films have you know exponentially increased in stature. And uh, this feels quite ramshackle and made on the cheap and the psychiatrist's office is quite clearly someone's living room with the furniture moved out of it (laughs) things like that tom Meaton's performance good for what it is however the story of this film and the writing simply isn't there i can see what they're trying to do but it does feel like they were they were in such a race to see if they could get to make the film they didn't stop to think about the film they were making and even then when they did it was more about the style of it and it was more. Hey Ben, ask Ben how he shot that thing in Kill List, and we'll see if we can do that. That would be awesome.
1: Mm.
0: Some good ideas in there, but it's it's held together by a, barely held together by a script that doesn't really make much sense, and drops its big third, its big second act closing twist in the first act. So you think there's got to be something more to come? It never quite arrives. So for shame. For shame. But uh, you know, I've given enough Ben Wheatley films bad reviews that I'm I'm afraid I have to give it to Gareth. <laughs> you're a, you're an old hat at it. I'm I? an old hat at this. Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of
1: done defending. him. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'll i like it. And uh, have, have you heard about Ben Wheatley's next film? I'm sure you have. It's, told me. it's a film called Freak Shift. Yes, the, 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 Alicia Vikander. Yeah, Army Hammer.
0: Cops fighting giant crabs. That was it. Thank you. I couldn't remember. I knew it was Cops and Monsters, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. Giant crabs. Cops and giant crabs. That's, that's what I forgot. Giant crabs. That sounds amazing. Movies yeah. are always better with giant crabs. you ever know are they? Yeah. They are. They're great. By the way, while you were away, did you see the teaser for Pacific Rim 2? I did. I really liked it, but it wasn't just like a normal teaser trailer. I love how the sort of style of it has just amped up. From from Pacific Rim One to we're now glossy or oh, our robots are curved now exactly yeah streamlined this is next gen Jaegers yeah I like that John Boyega has a bit of a beard going on and an American accent I hadn't considered oh no no Sorry, a British accent I hadn't considered that oh yeah because yeah. obviously yeah. Idris Elba he, was he is British the son of Stacker Pentecost yes it has his name on there as well isn't it something like uh, I don't know what is this Jeff name? Pentecost Jeff <laughs> Pentecost <laughs> <laughs> not a stacked Pentecost not, not a stacked
1: Pentecost <laughs> but uh, so New morning where go, yeah. So it uh, was finally announced last week. But Daniel Craig is going to be Bond. Is he now? We got a release date. It's going to be uh, November 2019. I forget the exact dates, but okay.
0: but it's usually yeah. it's usually late October, early November, isn't it? The Bond movies traditionally it's they, they always, preempt Christmas, really, don't they? They do,
1: yeah. And maybe come out a little bit later mm. in the states, but we always get yeah. them first. Um, yeah, these things never take that long to shoot as well. Did you notice with the last two, they always yeah. like, announce the cast? It was pretty really uh, quick, wasn't it? It's always really fast. I it just noticed it's a really quick turnaround. But uh, now they have a really, really short shortlist of directors for yes, Bond 25. this intrigued me. And I am fine
0: with any of them. <laughs> Who have we got? Who have we got? So I remember, there's, there's uh, three
1: on the list. Uh, the biggest name is uh, Denis Villeneuve.
0: Too busy. Far too busy. Far, far, far too busy. Hasn't he got far too busy. to do? Dune was supposed
1: to be next, and I want him to do Dune. I do. Well, I think I that this. will be
0: that could be the ultimate sci-fi movie.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I mean, if Blade Runner twenty four to nine is as
0: good as I think it's going to be. Well, also getting Dune from Denis Villeneuve as close as we're ever getting to seeing a real-life version of the Argo movie. Exactly. Which? Oh, is, of course. I, yeah. I, I need that movie in my life. How has no one ever made exactly. that? You watch Argo and you think this is a really good film. Yeah. I want to see
1: that film. I want to see that movie. movie. So who are the other two? Um Uh Yann Demange, who did Seventy One, which you don't like, but I do like. Fair enough. Agree to disagree. That's fine. That's absolutely <laughs> that's, fine. That's how I work. And uh, David Mackenzie, who we both like. So that's fine. Well, I, he did. I liked uh, his last Hell, one. Hello, High War. What did he do before that? Oh, he did Start Up, which I like and you don't like. Exactly. <laughs> both.
0: Jack O'Connell. Jack O'Connell. Jack O'Connell, yeah. Jack O'Connell. Weird. Weird. Weird little mm, thing thing. Maybe it's just a Jack O'Connell thing. I don't know because I mean, my my one of my favorite horror movies is Eden Lake, and he's fantastic in that. Oh yeah! But didn't I give Jack O'Connell I, M- M- Money Monster? He's good. Remember, in Remember, I actually, gave yeah. him all the props in the world for Money Monster, and you were like, "I'm like, oh look, slap, he's slap, not slap me down. Yeah, he, oh look, he's not playing a sort of you know colloquially challenged job uh, for a change. Yeah. and he's you know, he's good. not he's not playing one of the youth, and yeah. there's not a carpet knife anywhere in sight. Look, it's amazing. These are all things I've heard whilst I've been in Essex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, Buzzy Free, uh, Yanderman, uh, Danny Villeneuve, or uh, okay. David McKenzie. I'd be fine with any of them.
0: I think, I think David McKenzie. I think, I think. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think so. Right. So what are we got to talk about? Land of Mine. Yes. Give okay. me a quick one of us. I, I need to. I need to pull this one up as well because there's a lot of Bel- of uh, Danish names in here, and I uh, I obviously can't remember them because I'm terrible with I'm terrible with my own name. So yeah, yeah let alone Danish names. Right, so this is based on uh, true, loosely based on a true historical event in which after the Nazis were driven out of uh, Denmark at the end of World War II, after sort of the, the end of the war, when they were sort of rounding up all the uh, the remaining Nazi soldiers, and they, Before they shipped them off back, the the Danish kept them as POWs, and they put them to work on the beaches of Denmark, clearing the two million landmines the Nazis put in their beaches so that the West could never enter Denmark through that coast. And, yeah, so this is basically the story of these young... they're like teenage boys, the sort of the age of teenage boys and uh, the the one man sort of in charge of them who's played by Roland Mola uh, as Sergeant Carl Rasmussen the manliest name any soldier has ever had. That is pretty beefy. Also, sounds kind of like a Hellboy villain. A little bit, but yeah. Anyway, um, and the idea is that he bonds with uh, he be- be- begins to begrudgingly bond with his sort of the-, the sort of boys under his care, and he finds himself caring ever so slightly more about them and standing up for their rights, like they aren't fed properly and things like that. And it's a really, really interesting story. It's, it's the drama is just palpable. It's it's got genuine character and genuine in soul and the performances behind them or particularly from uh louis hoffman as well who seems to be the, the boy closest to rasmussen um and roll Muller himself he's absolutely terrific the performances are absolutely brilliant across the board um it is harsh it is brutal it is really suspenseful at times I and mean, we were talking about a film that the plot generally consists of, you know, sort of like ten boys crawling on their bellies along the beach, sticking a wooden uh, a wooden stick into the into the ground at an angle and praying they don't blow up. And they have to find eight landmines an hour at one point. And it's That's a, a really tense, gripping story. Hmm. But uh, definitely, well, definitely well worth checking out. Kind friday of. really, really is a good movie. But um, yeah, so Land of Mine, it's out on Friday. It's uh, Friday the 4th, so yeah, go and check it. Could in. be uh, Land of Yours. Land of yours, yeah. Land of your make it land of yours. Don't make it land of mine. Make it land of yours as well. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm gonna have a coffee. With the latest film news and reviews. This is off-screen. The on-screen radio show. And we're back. So, um, shall we should we break with uh, tradition tradition to the box office top five for a change? Let's do it right now. They're always fun, let's do it. Number five.
1: Spider-Man, 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 Spider-Man. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. It's not Pete Spider-Man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, s- What's left to say on, on Spider-Man Homecoming, except I'm just annoyed that I haven't gone to see it a fourth time now. Have you seen I, it three times? I yeah. really want to. I just I really want to go and see it again.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen it twice. I think I'm done until it's out on DVD. But We're I like will a definitely week away from
0: Guardians of the Galaxy, by the way. So I know. It's, it's so, so close.
1: Totally like, I need Guardians yeah. 2 in my life. I've only seen Guardians once as well. Oh, I, plan- I I did plan to see it a few months ago. but I, I did I, I did it twice.
0: I did the press show and I did uh, IMAX. IMAX. Oh, no, 40X. Sorry. did the oh, press great. show I did 40X. I loved it. Uh, but Spider Man, I love that as well. I wish i would gotten the chance to see this in 4DX actually, because um, I'd be really intrigued to see how that worked. Um, also, the Marvel movies in, in 4DX are always just fun. Um, I saw this in IMAX though, and he's, it's it's such a fun experience. It's such a good movie. The performances: Michael Keaton, Tom Holland, so perfect. Yeah, I it's love the, them need. so much. Yes, need. <laughs> just I need more of this movie. We need Spider Man back ASAP, and we don't want well, to wait.
1: Yeah, the next one it's in two years, 2019. Oh yeah, yeah, but we've got uh, Avengers for
0: that as well, haven't we? We got to. Uh... You're going to see Spider once a year until you die. Thank God, because if it's going to be this good, I'm okay with it. As long as it's not like the the mopey Andrew Garfield kind, I'm good. <laughs> also, he's a fifty year old man. Yeah, that too. Oh, help me, Doctor Sayers. Number four. Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. Doctor Sayers,
1: Doctor
0: Sayers. Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. Oh, Doctor Sayers. Doctor Zia, Doctor Zia.
1: How great would it be to just like just have that in these gritty Planet
0: of the Apes films? That would be, wouldn't it? Like yeah. just as
1: a background, that like would dance straight, really freak everyone out.
0: <laughs> <It really laughs> I think those movies scare enough people anyway because people actually start to believe that stuff. The monkeys going to take over. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, so I mean, did you you saw? Did you see War? I can't remember. Did you go and see? You saw War, didn't you? Uh,
1: yeah, I saw it the day it came out. You we, did? We yes. It together. Um, I remember. I would tell them, yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's really good.
0: It's, it's so good. It's it? a good way to wrap things up. Although, no, going into deep. stepping on your, your toes of the film news a little bit, but apparently Fox are looking for ways to continue the Apes series now. Well, that makes sense, because money. Yeah, because money. But also, there, are, there is enough left in the tank, I think, after this. There's enough, there are enough dangling yeah. elements that oh, you could pick this story up. Yeah, well, yeah. okay, I will I'll, uh, rephrase. I think it wraps up that chapter. Oh no, it wraps I up guess, this story, but it does era. leave little
1: elements that you could, you could deal with. I think you definitely could, and they've yeah. got the technology. I mean, as amazing as Andy Serkis is,
0: mm. I think that the star is the tech. Oh yeah, technology. definitely, totally. But yeah. uh, it's it's a good. i say it's basically a, a a concentration camp movie with yeah. you know with the apes and Woody Harrelson as this sort of Marlon Brando esque apocalypse nowy kind of uh, colonel. He's colonel, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's so good. It's it's really it's gripping, isn't it? It's a really gripping you know intense drama at its core. Less war, more apes. Really. That's what I call it. Number three. Is this still here? It still is, I know. It's been like four weeks for us. Four or five weeks for uh, us now? It's five weeks. Five weeks. So we've kind of just forgotten about it by now. Yeah. But, but
1: I guess it's now... Uh, Summer holidays. Some yeah, uh, so.
0: uh, you know, kids are stupid. Lots of them nippers having to go see... Uh, that's the... You know, to, yeah, to <laughs> me, having to spick on me. Haven't seen them minions. Do you think they call it the on me or do kids just call it that minions movie? That minions movie. I think yeah, they I mean. just call it that new minions movie.
1: It's not going to happen for my kids. I'm going to raise them solely on Jim Jarmusch films.
0: Um, <laughs> they can eat an onion without crying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, they won't see an animated film until they're in their twenties. Not, their not, not like her. You're
0: not going to like oh well, that's, kids. that's the thing. It's a parent-approved. <laughs> yeah. they can only see like an animated film if it's like if it's come from Belgium. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but. Um, No, I I I didn't dislike *Despicable Me* three. I just didn't think it was as good as the first one or the Minions movie, not even as good as the second one, which I didn't think was particularly any good. Um, Yeah, I just thought it was a bit of a waste of potential. I I just kind of I would rather have something, you know, something with a soul like the first movie had, Mm. because even the Minions one they have kind of felt a bit soulless since that first one, which really was good. We forget that *Despicable Me* had a rival movie and it won. So, yeah,
1: Megamind. Yeah, which was on TV the exactly. other Megamind, about which was
0: basically that. the deep impact against uh, Despicable Me's really Armageddon. Works. And if you look at the people involved in Megamind, I know Tina Fey, Brad Pitt, Will Ferrell, David Cross, David Cross. <laughs> 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 lest oh, we forget. Lest we forget. But yeah, uh, yeah and, and the thing is, they've not made good on. It. I feel like all the effort went to that first one to beat Megamind, and then they've not had the motivation since to give give us something as profound. But you know what? I'm not five. So odds are, if I were, I might think very differently about him. Number two. Captain Underpants. Which I loved. Yeah. So much more fun than I thought. I'll probably go see it at some point. I think like I said yeah. to you, if you take the gamble next time, you are burning up the uh, infinity card. Infinity, yes. card? Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, you can,
1: you can really tell this is for summer holidays. This yeah. film has done this amount of business. Oh, well, apparently,
0: it is yeah. huge with young kids. I mean, I don't personally. Uh, I mean, I didn't personally see the appeal in advance, but then I saw. Well, you are you're like, not, yeah. you're, you're not a young kid, nor
1: are you in charge. I am of a not young kid. five,
0: <laughs> <laughs> as we keep saying. We keep saying this, um, but then I saw it, and I was like, "Wow, okay, there is actually some some like deep satire in here, and it works." Well, it's got a hell of a voice cast. Oh, it has. I mean, there's, What's uh, I I like. there's Ed Helms in there, uh, Kevin Hart, yeah. Thomas, Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch. Sorry, I'm Mick aware Hall. I just put Kevin Hart under People You Like. That was a mistake. I yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't mind Kevin Hart. I watched uh, This Is the End the other Oh, day. yeah. And okay. I
1: forgot, but he is in that. Yes, is he, he is, is, He's yeah, in the party it? scene for All Goes Wrong. Oh, man, I need to watch This Is the End. I love that movie. Yeah, it was on ITV2 the other day. Oh, yeah. I love that movie I watched so it so, at like much. midnight and stayed awake and watched it all. It is one, one of those. really good,
0: yeah. I remember watching the the interview with my brother in law. And uh, he thought it was hilarious. I was like, well, actually, it's not as good as this is the end. He's like, what's that? I went, let me show you. Turned over the Apple TV, put, put this end on. He didn't think it was as good as the interview. And that's why he doesn't do this, and we do. That's why he doesn't do this. That's also why he's the only man in the world to have seen Dumb and Dumber 2 like three times. So, <laughs> what kind of a vague statement is that? Did you or did you not see it three I times? I don't
1: know. Did you see it twice? I did you know. see it four times? I can you see it like three times? I, we are digressing. Would,
0: we he, are digressing. Would,
1: would he enjoy Captain Underpants?
0: He'd probably think it was the funniest film he'd ever seen. And to be fair, it's very, very funny. Number one, Dunkirk. which. I loved. I really loved Dunkirk. Did you ever seen Dunkirk yet? Yeah. Of course I have. Yeah, of, of course I have. Yeah. Okay. Why cool. do you keep forgetting everything that I I've can't. seen? Because I, it's hard enough to keep track of the films I've seen. That's I'd, a good point. I can't keep really track of yours as well, unless you want to start I to see film, like a, a shared what? tracked page. Maybe we should have a shared calendar, have a shared <laughs> tra- tracked page where it logs all the films we have. But yeah, yeah. Dunkirk. I loved it. Oh, it's it's, it's great. I. Fear
1: that has become—I don't know—there's a bit of a backlash starting against it. Don't care because I feel like that always happens with really, really films like really this, yeah. or really great films. Um, it happened with La La Land, and people just yeah. pick it apart, and it just—it becomes <laughs> that big awards film that's going to win things, and just, yeah, no, it's cool to hate it because like liking yeah. stuff is like
0: so nineties. Um, well, yeah. This
1: is an original take, no matter how you feel about
0: Chris Merlin or... Yeah. anything else. Just I think it's quite a clever film. It, it explores yeah, the agree. concept of time, really, of, of the passage of time, which is a very inventive thing to do yeah. when you could, like, cause let's be honest, you could have just played this movie straight mm. and just had it, you know, as a straight retelling. And it probably still would have been good, yeah. but it wouldn't be quite as profound as it is. I was
1: talking with uh, an elderly gentleman the other day about this film who'd seen it, and um, he was complaining that the only really focus on like two characters but are just trying to <laughs> leave not Kirk and I didn't really have the heart to just be like
0: I don't know to just kind of mansplain
1: about why yeah. that is a good thing
0: but no yeah. I, I heard my favorite criticism so far it has been uh, well you know actually it should be slammed for its uh, lack of depiction of women in like wait what what on the yeah. beaches of Dunkirk? Yeah, there was also a piece I read about um, the lack of uh, minority. Right, that one is almost well. valid. Yeah, that one, that one. I, there's a validity to that. I can yeah. that can make sense. The other one, is, but the the lack of female representation, you do kind of sit there and think it, it was World War Two. Really, mm. the, 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 there's not exactly an excessive number of women, unless we're going down the uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow Shakespearean love route. Not exactly an excessive number of women fighting in World War 2 but uh, they, they serve Don't get it wrong. But like, you know, fighting to fighting with the men on the beaches. Don't no. so Do you want to see Gwyneth Paltrow in another film again? No, no, not wait, not ever. Wait, no. Yeah, no. Just let her go do a goop stuff. Yeah, yeah you do that. You do that. Go, go and go and goop. live off your cucumber juice or whatever it is you do now. <laughs> but okay, if I got a review to do, I've got. Got, uh, you have. I've got Maud. Maudie? Maudie? Maudie. Maudie. Okay, I'll be quick. With uh, This has got Ethan Hawke in as well. This has got Ethan Hawke. Oh my oh, god, it's he's Ethan Hawke. Every time <laughs> yeah. I see him, every single time I see Ethan Hawke, in my mind, I literally think, oh my god, it's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> and yeah, damn you, family guy. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, so Ethan Hawke's in two movies this week. Yeah. And there's someone else is in two movies, and oh, I forget. But I'll uh, try it. work that out. Oh, uh, something to do with Emoji Movie I can't quite remember mm. Anyway, um, something to the Emoji Movie in Valerian I feel I'll, like I'll it's something I'll there I'll Anyway um, <laughs> Right, back to Maudie Which is the story of Maud Lewis Who is the Nova Scotian folk artist Which I, I had not heard of her I've got to be honest, I hadn't heard of her You're not, you're not known for
1: being a huge fan Of, of the art world Well, of Nova Scotian <laughs> of folk music Nova Scotian
0: specifically. <laughs> specifically Oh no, no, when I say artist, I mean painter Oh, yeah, folk yeah, painter. Yeah. I don't know why I said yeah. that, because I know what this film is about. Sorry, yeah. right. apologise. So she uh, had quite a debilitating case of rheumatoid arthritis. Um, she, uh, she wound up taking a job as a housekeeper for an oddball man, like a reclusive man, um, who she wound up sort of browbeating into marrying her, and then they became quite a solid couple, and he would tend to the farm and the house, and she would just paint all day. And then her paintings caught on and she started becoming a great success she sold paintings to Richard Nixon when he was, I think was he VP before he ran wasn't he? And she, Vice President Nixon bought her paintings and this was her oh. claim to fame she wound up on TV etc and it's about how this changed their, well changed or didn't actually change their lives uh, so she's played by Sally Hawkins he's played by Ethan Hawke, oh my god it's Ethan Hawke and here's a clip
1: oh hello Um, I'm Maud Dowley Dowley yeah that's right was I got your ad at the store the one you posted looking for a housemate yeah well I'm answering it Uh, looking for a woman oh What do you
0: think I am? Sally Hawkins, i got to give you this. My God, you are amazing. I love Sally Hawkins. I love Sally Hawkins so much. She's incredible.
1: She's so good. Have you seen uh, Happy Go Lucky?
0: Yes. That's the first thing I remember seeing her in Happy Go Lucky. Yeah. And then after Maybe that, well, yeah. I didn't think I saw her in anything, really, until Made in Dagenham years later. And I was like, oh, my God, she's Great so good She's really good as my sister in uh... oh, Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine, yeah. 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 Amazing man. But, uh, yeah, she con- she's continuing that here. And this is, this is verging on Daniel Day-Lewis territory. This is a real performance. This is a career-defining performance. Um, Ethan Hawke, not quite as groundbreaking, although it is something different for him. This is a greying... It's just solid hawk. Yeah, solid hawk. Soaring high (laughs) That was awful The Ethan Hawke story (laughs) Soaring high The Ethan Hawke story Did you know Ethan Hawke Owns an island (laughs) Really He really Genuinely owns When he and Uma Thurman Were married He owns an island Did she she get it In the bus I don't know I don't know I mean, should... oh, we'll find out. I feel like we'll find out when they eventually adapt Soaring High, the Ethan Hawke story. <laughs> which cast Ethan Hawke. Probably Ethan Hawke. Probably Ethan Hawke, <laughs> okay. yeah. Ethan Hawke also so much younger than you think he is as well. Yeah. Ethan Hawk's like 47, I think. Well, he was, obviously, he was he was super young when he started acting. Yeah, I, he
1: was a child actor.
0: I, well, this is the thing, because I remember him in, in early 90s New York loft movies, like Reality Bites, which I adore, mm. and he, I'm sure he's like 22 in that movie. And wow, okay. Yeah. This is, this is the, the, drinking the blood of Linklater. Keeps you young. <laughs> um, so, uh, but no, he's very good here as well. Uh, getting to do something else. I mean, gravelly, something graying. He's really, really enjoyable in this. Um, but you know, you can't take the spotlight off of, uh, off of Sally Hawkins. This is just an absolute fire starter performance. It is. Absolutely brilliant, and, um, and and about the film itself, it is genuinely quite riveting. You don't—I didn't know the story of Maud Lewis, and now i that was really interesting, not knowing that story. I was really fascinated by it. So I can only imagine if you actually did know her work and wanted to know the story behind it, it, must be even more fascinating. I didn't know and didn't particularly care sight unseen, but uh, you know, you watch, it and think, "Wow, okay, this is really something." She is absolutely fantastic in this, um, and it is worth seeing. It is an interesting story. It will keep you interested. Um, yeah, check it out. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. And we're back. So, Mr. Alan, Hi. I know you've been on the edge of your seat for this. I know you've been waiting. i ready. You have been just yeah. perched perched on, the, on I, the edge, just waiting. For the first time in
1: the history of doing this show, I am drinking an alcoholic drink. <laughs> I mean I've I've drank it in between shows, That's but enough, on but the show. I I, I know I know I can't
0: online. I can't blame you and I think yeah. it's just deserved because it's time to talk about the Emoji movie and right. uh, I'm sure it hasn't escaped your attention that this has taken something of a critical beating. So last week
1: when it was previewing to critics and uh, and the like it yep. was on 0%
0: All right. on
1: Rotten Tomatoes for a for two days,
0: yeah, for a good two days, and then uh, because those were those were the those were your long longer lead critics, and and then the actual national press saw it on, yeah, it was on like Tuesday. Your first fifteen sixteen reviews, yeah, yeah, and then obviously Tuesday was the national press show here, and uh, that was that was fun. Um, it's worth noting. I want to point out as well that uh, Sony made an effort with the actual national press show, and they decked out their lounge in Emoji movie uh, paraphernalia. And uh, I, I did take a picture. Actually, I'll I'll, uh, I'll put it on the Instagram feed later, just to just to sort of back this story up. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went in, and uh, I uh, I you know I had the reviews on my mind. I thought, wait, oh, can't really be that bad. I've I've seen films before that have been you know told in advance the worst thing ever. And you come in, there's always something. There's always something you can cling to in a bad film. There should be anyway. There's always the possibility of something you can cling to in a really awful movie. Um, So, with that note, on with the review. (laughs) (laughs) So, The Emoji Movie, which is directed by Tony Leonidas, uh, who has also contributed to the screenplay, along with, apparently, according to IMDb, four others, but actually one of those is a story credit. So... Eric Siegel and Mike White have co-written this as well. Now, Mike White, as we've just had this conversation, um, also wrote School of Rock. He's done good things. He's done very good things. He was actually you starred in School of Rock as well. Uh, yeah, but he's the uh, actual Ned Schneebly. Ned Schneebly, yeah, the yeah. real one, yeah. Right. So he wrote School of Rock. He wrote Nacho Libre. He wrote The Good Girl with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Jay oh, John- I quite, I quite like that one. Yeah? Yeah. He wrote Orange County as well. You did? I know. Yeah. Oh, I forgot come my evening. income. Come, my lady. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, right. <laughs> That's also that was the movie that finally gave me the, the the realization that Jack Black should only ever be a supporting player. But so Mike White has written this, so you know going in, there's got to be something in there. It is the story of like the Lego Movie, which was set all on someone's table. Spoiler alert: This is a movie set within one kid's phone. He's like an adolescent. His name's Alex. Um, And you know this is set within the world of his phone. And the idea is when he pulls up an emoji when he's text messaging, the characters who live in the world of the messaging app, which is like Wreck-It Ralph, each app is its own little city. Mm. And they are divided by the wallpaper that you walk between from one app to the next. Uh, They can apparently do this at any time, but most of them just don't know about it. But in order to actually work as emojis, what they do is they go to a Monsters Inc style factory every day, where when Alex wants to use the poop emoji, the actual real poop emoji, which is an actual functioning character voiced by Patrick Stewart, has to be 3D scanned, pulling the exact expression, and only then does it get sent out. Right, into this mix comes Gene, who is a meh emoji, and he is voiced by TJ Miller. And on his first day at the Big Emoji Factory, he has a panic attack during his first scan, and what gets sent out is an amalgamation, a sort of hodgepodge of different emotions in one go. And ergo, he has failed as a meh And the destruction that this accidentally causes in the factory means that Alex thinks that his phone is malfunctioning, books a genius bar appointment to have the phone erased because this phone doesn't have a browser that would allow him to Google how to wipe your own phone. You know, like we all do in 60 seconds or less. Yeah. And so Gene teams up with High Five, who's, you're out already, aren't you? You, you, I can see. Where is my wine? <laughs> right. So Gene teams up with high five, the high five emoji, who's voiced with by James, James Corden, Corden yeah. Yeah. whose sole goal in life, it seems, is to get added to the favourites bar so that he can, you know, it's like a VIP lounge for the emojis. If you're in the favourites bar, you're like a celebrity. And so the two set out to find a hacker named Jailbreak, voiced by Anna Faris, um, who will take them then to the cloud where their source code can be accessed and they can be reprogrammed. In the case of Gene, this means how erasing his individuality mm. and his personality to basically become a drone-like servant. That is the goal of this movie. And in order to get there, they have to go through the YouTube app, which is made out of big cat videos, and they have to go through uh, Candy it's Crush. Candy Crush, yeah. It's Candy Crush app, because that, that's that in there as well. On. And uh, so, what emoji is... Uh, the, um, Arna Faris I can't really tell you without it actually being a plot spoiler it kind of... If I tell you... Tell me off air. I'll tell you off air, because I know you really don't want to see this movie. i not this. Right. And they have to, basically, they have to get themselves to the Dropbox app so that they can then climb into the Dropbox elevator and ascend to the upload stage where they have to pass the firewall, which is an actual wall made of fire, and the only way to get through it is through a facial scanner. But because Gene can pull other expressions, he has a personality, he is their ticket to get past the firewall to get uploaded to the cloud and in order for them all to pursue their, their goals. Have we got a clip And Are we making people... We're making... Listen, this is a clip... I, I promise you, this, this sounds like the worst idea ever. Just don't pass judgment yet. Here is a clip of the immediate aftermath of Gene's accident and the way he's treated when they, they have to have a meeting and decide his fate.
1: So, how'd it go, Gavel? <laughs> hey, lightbulb, tell me
0: what's going on in there.
1: <gasps> Poop! What is it? Tell me, true. What happened? I know it was an accident. We all have accidents. You're so soft, Poop. Not too soft, I hope.
0: Gene! Ah! We were just gonna come looking for you. Why don't you come inside the boardroom, and we can have a teeny-weeny chat. <laughs>
1: um, I came up here to, to defend myself, but you seem pretty happy
0: so good news okay <laughs> right. I'm always happy so that is Maya Rudolph as smiley yes, or the smiler perhaps. and you can hear them in there and okay, I, I, I mean this. you got the classy jokes with Patrick Stewart at the poop yeah that that's that's that seems
1: to me to be one of the issues really. yeah that that's to what? to get something I know to get someone like that and then game talk like that yeah let I, me I read I you just think just, I've I think,
0: yeah, I'll... I'll Let me read I'll you some it. names. Right, so TJ I'm Miller... I'm trying to make a point. Shut up. Oh, sorry. Oh. I'm drinking wine.
1: <laughs> oh, <my> God, <laughs> it please. started already. Um, yeah, I think that what we should have done with something like the poop emoji, literally make him smart. Because you're thinking that he is going to make him those poop jokes, but yeah, no, soft no. poop jokes. But if he is literally just giving you all the exposition and being a bigger character and being the smartest app, that would have been something genuinely
0: clever. That would have been funny, wouldn't it? That's, that's yeah, subversive. That's the joke. This is not subversive. Right, this this plays as if Silicon Valley really, really wanted a Wreck-It Ralph. That, mm-hmm. That's basically how this works. You have not seen a film since Battlefield Earth that was so vigorous, <laughs> so vigorous about pushing a corporation as this. Oh. And obviously in that case that corporation was a religion. In this case we are talking about actual corporations but they treat this genuinely like it's Wreck-It Ralph. Weirdly it plays more like a sanitised version. It also plays like a sanitised version of the Sausage Party Yeah, well. I, think,
1: I think in the boardroom pitch for this they oh. just said
0: Lego Movie in your phone. Yeah. Kind of like that. And he really wants to be there, but he kind of forgets that, you know, Lego had some stuff to say. This really does work as a sort of focus group, the movie. This has been focus group to the point of absolute bewilderment. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to the extent... (laughs) I I apologise for introducing this to your life, Mr. Allen. This is a movie that that includes... uh, First of all, it includes um, a a subplot about uh, female empowerment... Uh, that it then drops in the space of introducing it. It has a character who is a a nose icon, obviously belonging to an African-American uh, person who talks about Black Lives Matters. And then they try to make an actual functioning character out of the Twitter logo. And all this is going on whilst they insist that emojis mean as much as words... And you come away from it thinking, right, okay, first of all, you've implied throughout this that emojis are for kids. Uh, Secondly, you've turned this into the greatest act of self-fellatio any corporation has ever committed. (laughs) Uh, And I am including Battlefield Earth in there. It is astonishingly cynical astonishingly pandering. It is just bizarre that this film exists. And it is enough to make you sit back and go, Do you know what, if 2017 were a movie, it, it really would be the Emoji Movie. It kind of sums up like the, the cynicism of our culture hmm. over the last year, kind of has built to this crescendo that is the Emoji Movie. One of the just most cynical, nasty, dark-hearted awful acts of cinema ever perpetrated. And yet, do you know the really annoying part? The absolute worst thing about it. What's that? It's actually half It's not half, half bad. It's funny. Pretty funny. I laughed a lot. I really did. And Did you feel okay afterwards? I felt... No, no, no. This is the thing. You laugh because the jokes are funny. Right? The And I emphasize the jokes, the jokes. are funny. But then when the joke finishes, the concept, you immediately go back episode. to the story that's yes. unfolding. And you're like... Oh God, no! I just realised. Wow. Oh no, we're in this. Ugh! And you're like, I really am going to. I just left. You're going to need to shower after you see it. Mm. You really are. You feel unclean. You do feel unclean. Um, now T.J. Miller, fine, I suppose. Yeah, I, no Chris I feel. Pratt. I feel like the cast is fairly cast. Solid. Cast. It's fine. solid. He's no Chris Pratt, but you know what? Fine. It's okay. not Emmett. It's. Do you feel like if you get
1: like an older sad man? Yeah, you get Stephen Wright. That's <laughs> what we've done. It's, uh,
0: Stephen Wright and uh, what's the name? Uh, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. Stiffles' Stiff- mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are his parents. They are Jean and Mary Meh. That, uh, sorry, uh, Mel and Mary Meh. That makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh James Corden's doing what he does. You know, he gets to do a bit of singing, a bit of dancing, a bit of his sort of uh, his camp moments he's, that he has. Things yeah, like that. Yeah. He's, he's chat show thing. Chat show thing. He Just does, in the chat show thing. Anna Faris. She's Anna Faris. You know she is. You know she's doing. Maya Rudolph playing a villain. Yeah, there's people in there. Christine Aguilera, Sofia Vergara, Rachel Ray, Sean Hayes. There's loads of people. And this. Jeff Ross turns up. Really? Uh, yeah, Jeff what, Ross. What is, what is his emoji? He is an internet troll. That's that that clever. Actually That's actually pretty good. It? Yeah, it's quite clever. Yeah. So, uh, there are ideas in there. And I can see that... And, and it seems mm. to be Mike White, who has desperately tried to push through the cynicism of this concept. The problem is it's too cynical a concept. It can't be done. I, I applaud him for trying. I applaud any of, the write, any of the writers who tried to push through the innate cynicism and the awfulness of this concept. They've tried. They've failed, but they've <laughs> tried. Right. And you know what? They got a few laughs out of me. So it is not the worst crime ever committed I bet It's a meh movie. That's the weird thing. It's the, it's a meh movie, and it was frankly more irony than you ever thought you'd give a movie about text messaging. So anyway, so it's not film of the week. <laughs> what a shocker! What it's, is? It is not film of the week. Um, give it Mordy. I I liked Mordy, and I li- really liked Land of Mine. Land of Mine is the best film out this week. But I, I need to. Str- I can't stress this highly enough those first five minutes of Valerian are worth the ten quid you will pay to see that So, movie. see that. Walk out. <laughs> you know what? Pay, buy a ticket to Valerian, jump out five minutes in and just walk into the next screen where they're showing Land of Mine. This one sells itself. There we go. That works, yeah. Do that. That's <laughs> totally what I would do. <laughs> what have we got next week? Uh, next week, oh, there is a list. Hang on, there's a list. Um, well, next week we've got Tom of Finland. I know nothing of this. Uh, we've got uh, Step. I know nothing of that. It is mm. a Fox movie. I know that much. Uh, we've got Annabelle Creation. No. I do know of that. I know of this, yes. I know of it. Um, I
1: watched uh, The Conjuring 2 last night. Enjoyed it. Right. First time. It was alright. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad. Oh, it's alright. Uh, we've got Shin
0: Godzilla next week <gasps> Yes I know Oh that's exciting going <laughs> be fun isn't it yeah. uh, We've got A Ghost Story Is that the Is yes. that J. John Hall in a No uh, J. John Hall no. uh, Casey Affleck Casey Affleck in a bedsheet. Okay yeah Yeah <laughs> Essentially got, yeah. it's uh, uh, David S. Lowry Yep uh, We've got The Nut Job 2 Nutty by nature Because <laughs> Too nut, too Too nut, too job Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's all that laughs> is. Uh, We've got Dark Knight I'm intrigued by this Do you know about this film? This is about the massacre. Christopher Nolan, yeah? No, oh, this, is, the, this yeah. is about the massacre during a screening of The Dark Knight. You remember? The, sh- the sh- shooting in the cinema. I didn't know if they'd made a film They've about They've made that. a film about it. It's Dark Knight, but without the K. It's actually Knight as yes, Night. Yeah. Oh, Dark Knight, that is next week. I am um, intrigued by it. I didn't you... know that was happening. There's a screen link in your inbox. So, I've enjoy been that. watching you <laughs> I enjoy. Um, and <laughs> I've been really looking forward to this. I think you have too. Atomic Blonde is next week. Yes. So, yeah, so Jane Wick. Are we going with J- J- just Jane Wick? Jane Wick. Joan Wick. <laughs> That's kind of it. Yeah. yeah. I can go with that. James McEwen, Charlize Theron in in Berlin from the director. Do you know who's John in that as well? Yeah. John Goodman. Johnny, Johnny B. Goodman's in there.
1: Johnny B. Goodman. Oh, Excellent. Also Toby Jones.
0: Because He makes like 10% better. Cool. And, and you know, for that extra 3%, 3, 3 4% better, Sophia Bertella. I'll go yeah with that. she's great, she's great, we love I her. Like her. But, uh, yeah, so we've got loads to come more next week off-screen. Yeah. Don't forget to check out the podcast edition for all the, uh, the extra stuff we can't fit in the radio show. Uh, this week, for instance, uh, Williams documentary. We're going to review that as well. Uh, loads more news. Moment of Cage. Get on it. It's fun. And while you're there, go on the on-screen site as well and just go on to competitions, win some Viceroy swag, win copies of uh, The Transfiguration, which is awesome and absolutely must be seen by everyone. Did you see The Transfiguration, or have you been waiting? I have seen it. Yeah, i have it seen it. Great. It is awesome, isn't it? It is great. Thank you. Okay, so... On that note, this has been the Candy kind of Store production for On Screen. I've been Van Connor. I've been Valerian, and we'll be back.
1: Just show me the way to get out of here, and I'll be on my way.
0: You've been listening to Off Screen. For more news and reviews, visit onscreenfilm.com. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. It's up, up, down, down, left, right. Start. They'll oh, hold aim. Press start. Sorry. Oh, that's how you get the cheat code to like do the flying thing on Tony Hawk. First, no, no, no. That's the, also no up, down, left, right, hold A, press The Konami code. Oh, of course yeah, it yeah, is. The Konami code. Yeah. It's like every Konami game ever. So, yeah. The
1: Mummy was a load of horse leavings, wasn't it? Horse leavings. Yeah, horse oh, you finally saw it. Yeah, horse you saw leaveings. it. Yeah. Oh, no, you did see it. You went I, to the cinema, I, didn't you? I, I, saw, yeah. I saw it on that infamous day. Yeah, when saw you saw
0: Transformers, Transformers and Book of Henry, Book of Henry and yeah. Have a mummy, and <laughs> then wanted to self-harm. You, you're a sadist for that, you realise. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, there's, there's sex clubs oh, that would find that too freaky. It's a little but, too fast. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, Alex
1: Kurtzman, who directed that. Oh, someone sent me a link to this story, and I haven't read it, so please do tell I, me. I've literally just started reading it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was being interviewed for, uh, uh, for IGN. Yeah. And um, they asked him if he was going to continue with the uh, Dark Universe, yeah. if he was going to be one of the uh, founding fathers of that. They kicked him out. Well, he has said in response to that, you know, the truth is, I don't know. I really don't know. I haven't really decided. Is <laughs> the honest answer. I have to stay interested in it. I have to feel like my passion is there for it. Are you doing Stephen Wright right now? I can't if tell.
0: It feels like. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think don't know.
1: If your passion isn't there, you shouldn't be doing it.
0: Well, he's Ooh, gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's <laughs> out. Yeah, that
1: guy is. That guy is toast. Yeah, and let's stick with the theme. Uh, <laughs> Akiva Goldsman. Yeah. He has now exited the Transformers writers' room. that he. had Oh, how's he now? Of. Oh wow! Okay, so this He's, day just is this day done. done. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But you know, there was like enough writers in that Transformers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they just reproduce asexually. They just split off and <laughs> Trans- more and then Trans- more spin-offs. Happen.
0: Transformers writers are built out of like facehuggers. That's what it is. Yes. <laughs> they just they implant an up and coming writer oh, and just and implant the seed <sighs> of Transformers to explode from Internet. their guts. That's what it is. But yeah, oh, do you know, know, yeah.
1: Let's let's stick with this theme. I love this. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood imploding on itself. Uh, Sony um, apparently considered firing the director of the Dark Tower.
0: Yeah, who this because it was
1: testing so, so bad. testing badly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still optimistic. optimistic. I am not anymore. I was until last week. <sighs> Were you? Yeah. I I'm, I'm I'm holding on to a shred of hope. I, I think am. for a film that size mm. or with that rabbit a fan base.
0: Yeah, fan and bars, that running fan, time.
1: And that running time, that's it. Yeah, I think you really want to sort of hang your hat on it and you, you put a trailer that's, out. That's
0: a good statement for a
1: Western. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hang your hat, yeah. You you put a trailer out at least
0: five months before.
1: Oh, they did. Genuinely they did. six. It was, what was it, two months ago, three months ago? All the
0: signs are there, aren't they? The, the, and they've only yeah. done two trailers and they're pretty much the same and... It's true. The signs are all yeah. that the Fantastic Four signs are there. Let's be honest. Which sucks, they are because the story is incredible. Poor Idris, he's but had so great. many flops. I thought I he was past this stage of his career, and he is the lead in this, and he's yeah. really well cast. I thought he was past the Ghost Rider sort of Spirit of Vengeance phase of his career. I really thought he was. Uh, hmm. Will this be the what, first actual turkey that Matthew McConaughey's had in in years? A while, if it flops. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, this, this looks set this looks, this looks like to be the next Fool's
1: Gold. Actually, no. What was that suicide film he was in? Suicide. Sea of Trees. Oh God, but, Sea of Trees. St- yeah, Sea of Trees. That didn't even. That didn't get a release. Didn't did get it? theatrical because here. it was booed at Cannes. Oh, so they that, stopped a lot, it.
0: Hey, a lot of worse Yeah, of but I, th- it I think it
1: was it was booed him and then things were thrown up a screen. and
0: Yeah, yeah so he yeah. got Southland Tales treatment. He
1: got Southland Tales treatment. Yeah. I need um, to rewatch that. It was one of those things where, like, Gus Van Sant makes a good film, then Gus Van Sant makes three really not so good films. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But, which uh, is kind of a way, but um, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Nicolas uh, Arcel. Nicolas Arcel, like, yeah. Who did uh, Royal Affair, which I really like. Yeah, uh, Mads. Mads Mickelson is a <laughs>
0: But, oh, no, speaking of uh, people dropping out of things, uh, Juan Cole Serra has officially withdrawn himself from consideration for Suicide Squad 2. Yes, do you know why? Jungle Cruise.
1: That's why you yeah. pass up a job, isn't it? To work with a Rock. Yeah. yeah.
0: If you yeah. gave me that choice, I mean, really, hey, do you want to do Suicide Squad sequel, or do you want to do, like, a Disney adventure movie with a Rock? I'd be like... So, sorry, Suicide who? Uh, y- y- sorry, yeah. I... Yeah, I'm losing. I'm S- uh, driving super, into a tunnel. Superhero I'm, Squad? What's that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm losing you. I'm going into a tunnel.
1: Yeah, that is what you do. (laughs) Totally is. Yeah, I I
0: do. You'd pick Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I said. The
1: uh, creator of uh, Deadpool, uh, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld, Yeah, yeah. yes. um, He has uh, said the Deadpool two will have a rush hour style vibe to it. Casual racism and international
0: travel. I think so. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the first rush hour. No, I like the first yeah. rush hour, and I like the second one. I even I I don't mind bits of the third, but the third, the third one is xenophobic to, like you wouldn't believe. We go to Paris. Third one's when we go to Paris. Yeah. The second one though has that really terribly misjudged moment in which uh, Chris Tucker accidentally punches Jackie Chan, then says, "Oh, all y'all look alike." Yeah, yes. Yeah, and you just that is just that, that was in the trailer cool. as well. And that was yeah. kind of like a big like laugh trailer. Yeah, it was moment. in the trailer. You're yeah. like,
1: wait a minute, you're just putting this up front.
0: Front and centre. I mean, wow, okay. And that's before you get the Jeremy Piven uh cameo, which is all sorts of wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen The Goods? Uh, Live Hard, Sell Hard, the uh yeah. the Don Reddy story. I heard it was one of the worst films ever committed to. No, before. it was not. Of course, no, of course you'll not. say that. First of all, it had the Pave Man. and the Pevmen. <laughs> let me tell you about the Pave Man. Is John Cusack in it? Because that is my barometer. John, John it's Cusack is, not, John in it. is John John Cusack not in it. The, the, the <laughs> cast, though, is really good and features. <laughs> Wolf, Wolf Owl cameos, isn't he? Wolf Owl does cameo. It also features uh, Ving Rhames, Catherine Hahn, uh, Ken Jeong. Uh, Ed Helms. Dr. Ken. <laughs> it is. It actually is really funny. On a really dumb, enjoyable level, it is really, really funny. And it just has so many classic Piven moments. There is a moment with a cameo from Kristen Schaal as an airline stewardess and Jeremy Piven trying to smoke on a plane right. that leads to just one of the best monologues you can you can think of. It is just terrific. Um, now, check it out. There are some laughs in that. Do watch it. Seriously, we've never seen it. Is it done Ready? I think, it's, yeah. I think it's the Don Reddy story, isn't like it? something like that. But it is, it's funny. you should it's, check it out. Yeah, it is funny. It's not, you know, mind-blowing, not world-changing or anything like that. It's not Primo Piven. You know what? You know how you feel when, when someone watches uh, Night of the Roxby for the first time now? Yeah. Kind of like that. Okay. Yeah, kind of like that. If you weren't there when it opened and you got the immediate hate, you, yeah. you watch it now,
1: it's fine. Have you heard that Mel Gibson has gone back to being Mel Gibson? How do you mean? Well, not not full Gibbo. Not full give-ups. He's not gotten drunk and started molesting cops or anything. No. Um, he is causing a bit of an upset with his current film. His current the one that we were both really looking forward to. Oh, No. Which which one is this? The Professor and the Madman. Oh, God. You were both really looking forward to it. Yeah, remind me, what was the plot for this one? I can't remember. The plot was um, he plays a professor who uh, helps to create the first um, Oxford English Dictionary with the help of someone who was in a psych ward, I believe, something like that. Okay,
0: what's he done now?
1: Yeah, um, thanks to the uh, participation of uh, Dr. W.C. Minor, played by Sean Penn, who's an inmate at an an insane asylum. Okay, what did, what did, what did Gibbo do? Okay, so his company, um, Icon Pictures, but you might remember from the 90s. Yep. Releasing those films. And uh, have, uh, sued Voltage Pictures for breach of contract. Cause apparently they've not really helped with budget. They've demanded final cut of the film. And Mel Gibson is like, uh, nah, I think I want the final cut of the film. I want to say who's <laughs> gonna. And, and apparently as well, we have already shown it to some people. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's been like the most. Like, like the part? biggest thing, the biggest argument. Oh, okay. Because Mel Gibson wants to have final say.
0: wants to say, yes, it's this ready. This is insane.
1: Yeah, so you can actually read the full subpoena
0: oh, online. I, I did on see there, a headline really? about it earlier, but I didn't get to read it. It's oh, can we talk about around. the Creed sequel really quickly? Yes, we can. We? Which I don't know what they're going to call it. I imagine just Creed 2 or, yeah. Live, live 3, die Creed. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or something like uh, 2 Adonis 2 Creed.
1: Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, that's you something do do
0: that. That. Yeah. Something
1: like that. And we'll go to Europe. Oh, no, we went to Europe in the first one, didn't we? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah they went to Liverpool. What have we got? <laughs> it, I, Liverpool? I love that. <laughs> of all the random
0: places. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, they uh, Sloane actually uh, took a photograph of the script, completely with his handwritten notes, and stuck it on Instagram and confirmed a bunch of facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Creed and Creed's. Uh, sorry, not Creed. Um, Drago. Ivan Drago. Uh, the Dolph Lundgren character of Rocky IV, aka one of the best movies ever made, and the only Rocky movie movie anyone has ever watched more than five times um, hmm. it's true it is, I, I would watch it tonight I'd I watch would it right now. I absolutely would I, I'm sorry but I've never seen even a small hilltop of snow that I have not run up to run up in slow motion With the music sk- going. <laughs> in my head <laughs>
1: getting to the
0: top bouncing around screaming Drago
1: <laughs> yeah every time I see like a rickshaw I want to put my family and trainer in there oh, yeah. and just pick it up Oh it watch, totally, watch yeah. the trainer yeah. saying yeah. no pain no, no pain. pain. No pain. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I want to go around with some chickens. Want a- <laughs> exactly. Get away from the KGB. Just like you know, doing <laughs> some barn work as you're training
0: for a heavyweight boxing match. What's my opponent is being stuck with steroids. <laughs> exactly. So that guy getting stuck oh by steroids is back, because Dolph Lundgren sort of learned to act in the 30 years since. He did, yeah. And uh, also that character's son will be a character in this. Now, the important part of this to take in is Drago killed Creed's dad. <laughs> yeah. So kind of can see where the storyline's gonna I don't go know on that how one. i feel about this because the beauty
1: about rocky four is it's it's almost one of us. it's so crap it's amazing. it's
0: so far-fetched isn't it as well in mean, creed it's quite rooted in it, it, it's gritty yeah got, I'm sorry, the kind so how do they mesh? Yeah. it's well i said this when rocky balboa came out which it's so hard to believe that this movie takes place in a world mm. where we had you know super soldier Darth yeah yeah And then you get to Creed and it is miles away. Rocky Balboa really works, actually. In fact, I think I remember when we reviewed Creed, I think I remember saying, funnily enough, they never bring up exactly how Apollo Creed died. The Mm -hmm. film does not mention it. Just mentions that he died Vicky's in the ring. he's gone, yeah. That he just died in the ring. Yeah. Because there's a bit where he's watching a uh, projection of him. He's exactly, yeah. But him, they, yeah. Don't, they go out of their way not to mention the steroid-enhanced Dolph Lundgren. Because presumably it takes you away from the grittiness. we yeah. are going to bring that head on this time. So That's crazy. That really is. Yeah. But I, I just want to know, look, does this mean we're getting Bridget Nielsen back or not? Come on. I Just answer the important question. Are I, we getting Bridget I, back? I don't
1: think that Sly wants to work with her again. <laughs> okay. I would imagine he doesn't. Oh, is he even yeah. going to be back? Is he said that he, he is going to be back? Well,
0: he's working on this, I imagine you would imagine so. This will be the movie that Rocky dies in.
1: Yeah, because yeah. I thought he was totally. going to die in Creed. Yeah, yeah. This because Rocky
0: he, dies this time. That's he's, it. He's not cured
1: of cancer, is he? Um, he goes into remission at the end. Oh, does he? Went into remission. Yeah, I need to watch Creed again. Yeah, it was really good. Creed's so good. Do you, t- you remember when like early views were coming out and people were saying it's actually great? Yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> I mean, like, were you surprised?
0: How <laughs> <Bobby laughs> Balboa was good? Yeah, but, Rocky Balboa was good. Yeah. that was that was the screening we had at Warner Brothers where Stephen Merchant turned up. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Stephen Merchant randomly turned up to pal around with James King, Mark Kermode, and see uh, Greed, which was just a Fast really random Tuesday morning. <laughs> you know, that's totally what happens at nine in the morning. This might be my favourite piece of
1: news of the week, and it's just it's something really small but like amazing. Okay, so um, you know the trailer for um, uh, for uh, Ragnarok. I do, yes. Yes, but the first one that ends with, he's a friend from work. Yes. Yeah, that amazing line.
0: Yeah, that wonderful moment that should just, that should just be the only trailer that film needs. Yeah. Have you, have you read about how that came about? No. This is amazing. Is this because so much of it is improvised? That
1: line was improvised. Was it? But it was improvised. Not by any of the cast members. There was a young kid on set, like a like a make a wish
0: Yeah Yeah, like young Actually getting his dream of seeing Thor and Hulk fight.
1: L- living is... a, living out our respective fantasies. Yeah, fighting. Exactly. Yeah. And they told him what was gonna happen in the scene. And kid says, Oh, you should just say he's a friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, that's amazing. That is and a good look. put line. that in the film. That, that, shot put it in the film. I think that's why Thor Ragnarok
0: is going to be something really special. Because it's got things like that. Well, that's genius. Taika Waititi's claiming 70% of it He's is improvised. improvised. Which, yeah, uh, given how he generally works on his comedies, like What We Do in the Shadows yeah. and Hunt of the will People, I can totally believe that. Yeah. I really can. This is like the opposite of the Han Solo story, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the exact <laughs> yeah. inverse. Yeah, It totally is the inverse of the whole Han Solo debacle. Like, this is how you could do it. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, Bradford Young,
1: the DOP on Han Solo. Yes. He is still the DOP. He's still the DOP. Which is good. He's not quit. Because he's great. all being fired. Bradford Young did Rival, didn't he? Yes. Yes,
0: which I did. And I think he did uh, Ain't Been Body Saints Ah. with uh, David S. Larry. Can we just have a half hourly reminder, by the way, that Unforgettable was absolutely dreadful? Just, I just want to. <laughs> Lest we forget. Look, I'm sorry. It was nearly two hours long. I need to keep getting this out. Look, I, I is know, it really bad? It, it's it's so bad. It is just so so bad.
1: I think I might watch it the way that I watched uh, The Boy Next
0: Door. Get high first, or
1: just sort of like hate watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you, it's just like Catherine Heigl seems to forget what movie she's in from scene to scene. So each scene seems to be like for right. a different film. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty grim. Although it did, it did kind of reignite the point that I keep going back to with Catherine Heiger, which is, isn't it amazing how much less attractive an actress becomes once you know that they're really not that nice as people? Yeah, once you're horrible to Seth Rogen, yeah, people don't like. You. Once you behave like that, it's amazing how much less attractive you become. Yeah, but, yeah. this might be why uh, so many comedian actresses do it for me. But yeah. hey, what's your uh, least favorite um, Indiana Jones? Uh, same as Spielberg's Temple of Doom. Mm. Yeah, the thing, is that the thing yeah, Spielberg said what to, a segue Yeah, he said <laughs> Temple of Doom. Well, that's not Not hard not, to say. not kingdom. Oh wait, god, mm. no. We you forgot about kingdom. I forgot about Crystal Skull. I did. Oh. Uh because I always think of the Indiana Jones trilogy and the one in the middle is the wheat one. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like to think that Ford
1: doesn't even exist
0: cuz yeah, I don't yeah. like it that much. Oh god. Uh, the original trilogy. The monkeys, I will... man. swinging with the monkeys. Yeah.
1: Good god. Oh, Shia LaBeouf! Nobody makes
0: indie ride bitch oh. on a sidecar. It's like remembering it's the ridiculous. time your fly popped open in public and it all fell out. Yeah. That, that's what remembering Crystal Skull is like, and that's that's essentially what Shia Buff is as well. Exactly, he's a, he's a he's a, a hanging ex- Chad. Yeah, um, an exposed penis that nobody wants to see anymore. <laughs> exactly. Well, he's not famous anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can I throw one in, by the way? Of um, Todd McFarlane, a man pretty much everyone has forgotten as, he, as having existed, um, has announced that he is to write and direct a live-action feature film, second attempt would it be, uh, of Spawn. Yes. Because there's an audience, apparently. But the interesting thing is, mm-hmm. Blumhouse have got involved.
1: I know. I know. It's like, which piques my interest more than it just being... Yeah, but yeah. at the
0: same time, Spawn for less than five mil, don't see that happening, so... Oh, I do. Really? I, yeah, that's totally how you do a character like Spawn. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, why, why, I... why would you? Why would you need more money in this day and age? Yeah. You want but it to be actually as low r- it is as a, lot as CG, risk so. and as like as much creative control as possible
0: for <laughs> a project like that. Wouldn't it be great if a studio like Marvel, for example? Uh, or you know what, even DC in this case. Mm. Right. Just turn around and said, I'll tell you what, we will give five million dollars to any director who wants to take on any of these and just go up with like forty lower tier characters. Yeah. You know like like I don't know, booster gold or something like that.
1: Well the spectrum the, the are booster gold, aren't they? Well, the yeah, guy we can, from, that one's happening, yeah.
0: Uh, Belante, isn't it? Hawkman, Hawkman, by Hawk example. Might, yeah. Like say, you know, you've got a list of twenty characters that you know, They're never going to put fifty or hundred or hundred fifty mil into making a movie for. But just, like, but it's like I, you I can feel, have five feel like mil, there's a
1: market it. there for like Marvel Knights. Yeah, because yeah, you can do totally. any of those
0: really great ones. For 5 mil. Well, I remember years ago, we were supposed to be... The Marvel one-shots were going to become setups for characters they didn't want to do origin story movies for. And Black Panther was named as one. They mm. were going to have, like, a five-minute Marvel one-shot, or maybe longer, mm. Marvel one-shot that was just an introduction to Black Panther. Right. And then he could just turn up in a movie. And then it will just be there. No, he did that anyway, to be fair, but... I like how he did it for Civil War. Yeah, yeah. And then how everyone was like, oh, well, he's incredible. But, like, you look at it and just think, well, okay, no one ever wants to see a Plastic Man movie... Um, but you know he works within the confines of the Justice League, so let's yeah. give him a 90-minute film made for five million dollars, starring Paul Rubens, and I'm sure it's going to work. <laughs> you, know, <that's... laughs> uh, you can even start giving them to you know, actual that would become like a, a a fun challenge for, for up and coming filmmakers. Mm. You know, you wind up like write <laughs> this. <miss. laughs> it'd be, it'd be yeah. a thing, wouldn't it? Be like uh, your Tarantino's would come out of the woodwork, being five mil for a super movie I'm going to prove this can be done. And you would see some interesting things, mm. I guarantee. If you follow that Bloomhouse yes. rule, that Blumhouse, Bloomhouse Blumhouse rule of five million a film, and you applied it to lower tier, because that's kind of how Blumhouse have been so successful in the last yeah, totally. like
1: five years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, just that's, doing just... like things for under five mil, keep it cheap, as long as it gets hundred mil, this is success. Who did Saw? That was James Wan. No, I mean,
0: studio, was that... Uh, Lionsgate. Lionsgate, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures. Yes, it was Twisted because, Pictures. Because... The Spike. Yeah, yeah, the Na- Spike.
1: Name yeah. me any of the film
0: that Twisted Pictures has done. Uh, did they do the Crank movies? I don't think we did. Okay. I might be wrong Maybe. There. I might have to double check. I've had a crack on my mind recently because of the the sad passing of Chester Bennington. Oh, of course. Yeah. Who yeah. oh, was also in
1: Saw? Who was it also was in saw. saw? Yeah, yeah, it's all go. linked.
0: It's a slight marvel. It's all connected. It's me. all connected. Really. But, uh, Barbie movie. There was something with that while we were away. Yeah, I forgot to say about that. So
1: uh, Anne Hathaway is going to be Barbie. Uh, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. that. She looks good yeah. blonde. it. Yeah, it, it does kind know. of
0: it kind of ruins the gag that the Amy Schumer casting was going to give it though, which is I don't know. yeah the individual who doesn't quite conform to Anne Hathaway, little too perfect looking.
1: I don't know. She's kind of got that um, uncanny ability to be absolutely drop dead gorgeous and just so like awkwardly out of place, so like I colossal. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. exactly like have colossal. you, you
0: seen the Blu-ray. Uh, holographic Blu-ray cover. No, the no. It's, it's her in a certain position. You, you move the cover even slightly, it turns into the kaiju in the same position. Oh, that's cool. I need that in my life. That film was so good. It really was, wasn't it? I really, really love it. By the way, can I tell you about the, <laughs> the greatest tweet ever? I saw this while we were off. Of course. Uh, someone uh, tweeted out a headline from some entertainment publication, and it was, TV news, uh, Snowpiercer, the series, will have an ongoing mystery element and someone how do you mean someone immediately responded with how about solving the mystery of why this has (laughs) never had a UK release (laughs) thank you my pretties thank you who was that please keep on at them Snowpiercer needs to reach the UK (laughs) but oh my god like he
1: has made another film and it is Jameson Netflix in the time he's
0: made a movie that was a can I mean come on (sighs) Snowpiercer get, get this film out there um, apparently, Infinity War is going to be the longest Marvel movie ever. Yes.
1: Makes sense. It's got, like, a thousand characters. It
0: has, yes, yeah. But not
1: Captain Marvel, apparently.
0: No. This is the thing. Brie Larson will appear in it. Captain Marvel won't. What do you think that means?
1: I'd be said that she is definitely going
0: she to. She is. She's been listed so, multiple times in official documents for Avengers Infinity War. So it was more just... Canny speech.
1: I think. I think it's been true. It was either I think Joe Anthony been...
0: that said that. I think it'll be. It'll be like a moment where Earth's military is responding to something and, with Thanos. And Carol will be there, and she'll just be there putting on a flight suit, you know, something like that. And, yeah. And and they'll be like they'll cut to her maybe twice in the battle, and that will be it. That'll be her appearance. I think. I think,
1: think that will possibly be it. And I then think I think. I and mean, I think that's because Avengers Four that comes out after Captain Marvel film
0: exactly. See, she'll be yeah.
1: But i would possibly be happy to do it.
0: Ah, but Captain uh, Captain Marvel has been revealed as taking place in the 1990s. Yes, which I love. I'm all about that. Get this, though. We're finally going to get the answer to one very big question. One are the squirrels going to show up? Well, that too. Apparently we are. They are the villains. Oh, Nick Fury's eyes. Nick Fury's eye. We're finally going to get that answer. Yeah, he's going he's to have two eyes. He's going to have two eyes. That's the, cool. So maybe he loses it in this story. Uh, it's entirely possible. I have always wondered where his eye went. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. but uh, So we're going to get that answer. But also, this means if she does turn up Infinity War, well, she doesn't necessarily have to be unpowered. She can be Captain Marvel. Or maybe she's just turning up in a civilian capacity. Who knows?
1: I think it'd be cool if she shows up as Carol. Yeah. Gets gets yep. used to the team war. Oh, I don't know, because, yeah, in the 90s. So she, she probably is. Yeah. Probably or is, maybe uh... she's been off
0: in space the whole time and she comes back. Mm, possible. You know, Captain Marvel's a cosmic character. Maybe she goes back. I don't know. I just need to see that trailer. Actually. I, I really do. I know. I, I need something from Captain Marvel. I'd see it now. Right. Well, I need, need something from uh, from Infinity War. I also think they're gonna pepper. They're gonna just pepper that cast with a lot of comedic talent. A lot of male cable network. Comedic talent. Yes, I feel like that's the one where they're gonna they're gonna where, fill that out. Where is Zach Woods? I, yeah, I feel like that's the movie where you could Zach have Woods? someone like Zach Woods in, or Kumail Nanjiani, or yeah. anyone, Thomas Middleditch, anyone from or, Silicon Valley, <laughs> anyone from Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, or uh, any any guy who's ever been on Broad City or uh, in, well, in Parks Metal Veep, or you know, Hannibal Buress was in uh, Spider Man. Of course, he
1: was. He exists in the MCU. We get we get Jonah from Veep. Yeah, we get Jonah totally. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be so good. Just anyone from HBO. <laughs> that's been really fun. There's so many great, great actors, great comics in those yeah. movies. I need to know who's going to be in the cast for Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Because that's kind of the only, well, apart from, I guess, Infinity War mm-hmm. 2. Or whatever it ends up being called, but that's kind of still really mystery. Because yeah. we know it's going to be in, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Now we know that Michelle Pfeiffer is going to be Janet Van Dyne, and and which means Sharon Stone
0: lied to us. But that's fine, unless she's in Captain Marvel. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she's the villainess. Who knows? I mean, she's she's not going to unring that Catwoman <laughs> bell twice. I mean, no. you know. Uh, oh, so let me let's we got a review. We got a review, but we've got, we forgot we forgot a review. Let's do a review and mm. then we can we can carry it's on it's still loads, still of news. loads of news. Yeah. Um so Williams, which is very it is quick review. Uh Williams, which is a doc- latest latest documentary, Curzon documentary about uh Frank Williams and his family, the Formula One uh team, as it were. And uh, he cause he's like the last name formula one guy now you know it's the last team to be you know, sort of named after the guy that's actually running it and of course he himself had uh, a driving accident years ago that paralyzed him and he still shows up to work every day and they and he's so embedded within the sport he is you know kind of royalty he really is formula one royalty and uh, we've had a lot of, uh, of documentary stuff about formula one this last year I don't know if you noticed what do we have we had one a few weeks ago I can't of life because they all seem to have the same poster as well. Yeah, but uh, it is. I say, let's have a clip anyway. This is uh, talking about Frank Williams and his legacy. Williams is unique now in that it is the last of the old style teams where the team owners all had their name over the door, and Williams is
1: the only one left. Frank's very rare at interviews nowadays, so he doesn't seem as approachable or accessible from a from a fan on the street whether we see enough of him nowadays and whether that's because of his health. I've, I've, we didn't see him this weekend. We saw Claire Williams knocking about on Friday. She's a great face on the TV as well, where, you know, being interviewed
0: and the like. It's interesting to have uh, a lady as a principal as well. Do you know ladies can run Formula 1 teams too, Chris? Well, it's the first time hearing about it. 2017. But. I know, 2017, eh? Right, so. Um, a, it is, I can't believe that people are dumbfounded by that. <laughs> i don't understand that yes of course she she was raised in that environment of course she knows how to do the job she's a perfectly qualified candidate what's wrong with you people anyway um so this comes from the director do you ever see x and y i never got to see that no that was the one that starred who's q in bond uh what ben wisher Yes. Star Ben Whishaw. Never got to see that. Uh, always wanted to. Um, so Morgan Matthews directed this. It has got some style and some flair to it. I've got to give it that. It never quite escapes that this is quite clearly going to get shown on Sky Sports Formula One when there is a two-hour gap between races and you've run out of punditry kind of a feeling. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think it doesn't particularly need to. It's, it does its job fair enough. It's not trying to be center. Mm. You know, it, it's it's not got that level of delusion that we're going to do the center thing. No, they're not doing that at all. It's a perfectly, you know, perfectly well made, very interesting chronicle of Frank Williams. I I didn't particularly know much. I mean, I know who Frank Williams is. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know that his daughter was uh, was was working in the in the team as well. Now, um, but it is interesting, and it's a, a pretty interesting portrait of of someone who's really obsessive about their work, mm. like really obsessive. And they're kind of okay with it. Like, do you know what? He does a really good job, so we can't particularly pick fault. His insanity works for him. And, yeah, there's moments of poignancy in there. There's moments of, of cynicism. There's moments of, you know, self-doubt, blame, and that, that do kind of hit home. They do resonate. Like I say, it ain't Senna, but it's still, it's not bad. It's pretty decent. I can't...
1: It sounds fairly good. Yeah, Forgot i got so
0: 90 minutes or whatever. If you've got 90 minutes and you see this on Netflix, which you're clearly going to do in about three months tops, yeah. then watch it. It's totally worth it.
1: But uh have you heard that uh, John Wick might be expanding into get this a cinematic universe. No what's a cinematic I've not heard of these. What's what's a, a cinematic, cinematic universe? universe is basically when a movie studio wants more money. Yeah. Um so wait they, wait, wait they, they want money? Yes. Oh, to okay. make more things and to buy bigger houses and boats. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I wanted a
0: peanut <laughs> $20 <laughs> Yes
1: uh, So uh, Cinematic Universe When uh, Studio plots out Several films And uh, They're, the all, reasons, thematically they're all Thematically linked Man. Case in point The Marvel Cinematic Universe Ah Is that what that is I thought it just was just sp- films. Yeah mm. But John Wick is getting The same treatment
0: Ballerina I believe Isn't it That's what it's going to be called. I feel like this could could work. Well, they bought the script. It's a standalone thing. They bought the script. Mm. It's called Ballerina, and I think they've handed it over to writers now with a specific remit of just retooling certain elements to establish that it's taking place within the same universe as... Uh, I, think, I think that's the smartest way to do Yeah. Like, have it connected, but don't be the whole story. Don't be too too upfront about it. I mean, I mean the, the one good thing about that is the actual universe that John Wick inhabits is so interesting. Like, yes. having... Uh, who's the guy you play? Lance Reddick. Having Lance yeah. Reddick as a concierge and Ian McShane. So, I mean, <clears> I think... Having from, those characters. Yeah, I think there'll just be a scene in which that yeah. car- the central character having, stops by the Continental. Um... Uh, Peter Sefinovitz is uh was was he the uh Somalia, Somalia, Somalia. yeah it's just going to be like that, isn't it? There'll yeah. just be, like, a scene that takes place in the continent. Kind of
1: point. sounds a little bit kind of kill as well, this, in a way. Because it's about a young woman raised as an assassin who goes on the hunt for trained killers but murdered her family.
0: That I heard. Yeah, which I'm, I can imagine taking place in the Transpatic universe. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, is, is, this, is this the Adrian Palicki prequel that we all quite clearly needed? Because I'm so on board for that. <laughs> but uh, well, have you heard who joined Glass recently? The, uh, I M- do, but I forgot... Cerebral, yes. So this that's is the cool. the split slash unbreakable sequel glass, which we can now talk about because it's on uh, DVD now. So it's, can, it's not a spoiler. It's not a spoiler anymore. So yeah, that, that's, Bruce really, Willis shows up. Yeah, Bruce Willis shows up at the end of, end of Split. There you go. Yeah, it's the my, best my, moment. My wife of the didn't movie. know
1: that was going to happen. Did you not show her? And she <laughs> saw Bruce Willis, and and he's like David Dunn again. His, yeah. his name's Glass or whatever he says. Uh, and called and, him uh, Mister Glass. Called him Mister Glass. Yeah. And her reaction was no. <laughs> no,
0: no, she was really angry. So she just kind of sounded like Rebecca Ferguson at the end of life, you know, when she's in the pond. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, same, same kind of deal,
0: really. <laughs> yeah, no, there's two things that're totally comparable: end of human life and Bruce Willis being in a you know end of a movie that's not his. But <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, nobody, nobody's out. They've just released uh, the first picture of him in uh, uh, in Death Wish. Oh, in Death Wish. Is that, oh, the Joe is that still Joe Carnahan? No, that's something no. me, so no, yeah. Joe Carnahan.
0: That's Eli Roth. Eli Joe developed it, didn't he? If it was
1: care. Joe Carnahan, I'd be like, this makes complete sense. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, man, that would have been awesome. Because
0: I don't care. careless Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Um, this
1: could be interesting, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. Go so um, going back to uh, the Dark Universe news. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah uh Universal apparently wants uh, Chang Tay to yeah. be Van Helsing. That's well,
0: ambitious of them.
1: I've but, been, I think that'll work.
0: By the way, I can I just do a correction? Because I've just noticed I was wrong earlier. 80% of Thor Ragnarok is apparently improvised, not 70
1: Sorry. Sorry. So, even
0: more? Ma- Mayor Copper. Mayor Copper. Sorry.
1: So, basically, they had a story outline that was Carte Blanche shows up, she <laughs> kicks everyone in the backside. <laughs> <laughs> basically... Goldblum
0: yeah. shows up to do some... Uh, uh, well, this is uh, how Iron bit. Man came out. The first Iron Man yeah. was like that, where the, oh, yeah, there's yeah. only there's only the actual story beats of Iron Man were written, and the actual dialogue in scene to scene is improvised. You can really feel, feel And that. you can feel it, because... Especially some of the bits with, like, between Jeff Bridges and RDJ. Yeah, oh, totally. Absolutely. But uh, that's why that film feels so different from what came afterwards. Mm. It's why Iron Man 2 could never have matched up, because once you go from that to a scripted one... try to make it more kind of formulaic, I guess. Have you ever heard of Rick Roman Wow?
1: I wish I had. That's a great name.
0: (laughs) Rick Roman Wow is the... uh, It's actually war, I think. W-A-U-G-H. War. Is it war? War. War, not for, not for. Let's call him Rick Roman Four. <laughs> I hope he's a good-looking man. We're going to call him Rick Roman, floor from, uh, Rick, <laughs> Roman, Rick Roman <laughs> Four from Rick Roman Four. No, sorry. So, so Rick Roman Four, who directed the Dwayne Johnson revenge vehicle Snitch, is the new director mm-hmm. of Angel Has Fallen. <gasps> yeah, oh in which Gerard Butler will yes. presumably be a secret agent, secret service agent, uh, assigned to protect Donald Trump. So, well, here's the thing. Iron Eckhart is not in it. Iron Eckhart isn't in it, yeah, to reflect the fact that there's been election. There's a new press. There's got to be a new press, hasn't there? Although, Morgan Freeman's back, apparently. Well, is, he, is he the press? I don't know, he might, because he was the vice-pres in the last one. He wasn't originally, wasn't No, but he was secretary died. of state in the first movie. Yeah. Then, I think the VP was killed in that movie, and the second movie, he then becomes... He's the Veep. He's the Veep, because uh, he's gone fishing or something, and yeah. Yeah, so that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yes, uh, yeah. there's a good chance Morgie Freeman it will be uh, Fries. Morgie Freeze. Yeah, Morgie Freeze will be <laughs> Perez again. Which I'm fine with that. We right? haven't seen since '98, so <sighs> this is all coming back to deep impact today. How amazing would it be if, if he's a- the same Perez? Yeah, <laughs>
1: no, it's, well, like, press. It's, it's like Final Destination at the end. It loops back, <laughs> and then at the
0: end, and Jer- looks out of the plane asteroid yeah, and then the fourth movie Earth Has Fallen oh my god Earth Has Fallen this time Revenge Goes Cosmic
1: oh, oh, oh somebody man. write it now
0: jeez come on guys there are there two writers who've written all of this series while they're coming back for the third one this has been the plan the, that, this pl- clearly pl- playing the plan of a long game yeah, well, yeah, and Earth Has Fallen that'll be the that crossover movie where they get to take the Fast and Furious characters into space as well and yeah, this is all coming together, man. Yeah. So we heard
1: that uh, James Cameron is apparently considering a new Terminator trilogy. Please don't. Consider Please. other things like eight more Avatar films.
0: It, yeah, eight he, more Blue Cat films. You know, on on ITV's Good Morning this morning. With, oh, was that one with Piers Morgan? No, yeah. no, that's Good Morning Britain. This is just this morning. Sorry, not uh, this morning with the Raymond Holmes and Ruth whatever her name is. I don't know. Oh, well, I quite like her. She's quite <laughs> likable, but. I, I, I hate him, and I hate Piers Morgan. Oh, well, okay then, fair enough. Breakfast TV is not for you. Uh, it's not for me normally either. Uh, anyway, BBC I was, Breakfast, great. Oh, yeah, I'm on BBC the, Breakfast. Dan Walker, good man. We, ah, I miss Bill and Sean too much. Anyway, um, if I miss this, Bill and Sean, it's not been the same. I, you know, I love Nagger and everything.
1: She's and amazing. I love yeah. Naga
0: and Charlie. Charlie stayed. Char- Charlie's been on all this week. Yeah, I like yeah. Charlie. I ran into Charlie uh, no before the, in the lobby, waiting for the screening of Kong Skull Island. Because oh. do you know it's what? Fair. When that man dresses up in his casuals to go out in the town with his uh, with his wife, mm. with his wife partner, whoever, I tell you what? He's a slick dresser. I, yeah. mean, I mean, like really, I mean like suede blazing, like roll neck jumper. Oh, yes. Yeah, all like perfectly fitted. That's right? what you need. Nice
1: jeans, good shoes. I wouldn't expect anything less. He, he is smooth. Yeah. He is. Dan Walker is great as well. Apparently Dan Walker lives in Sheffield. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. my wife stalks him on Instagram.
0: Okay. So well, fair, enough. fair enough. Fair enough. We had a point to all this. I can't remember what the hell. That was it. Uh, so they're talking about an au- auction on uh, This Morning. Uh, Some movie props auction, and they've got, and we've got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's costume uh, from the Terminator movies. And it's on an actual Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, mannequin, and you look at it and like, yeah, but it's the Terminator Three uh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, nobody and needs nobody's, nobody's, nobody wants to spend money on a prop from Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. Good ending, though. Good ending. Mm. Would have been a better ending to a James Cameron movie. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been the ultimate ending to a James Cameron movie. I feel like that's where he needs to go eventually.
1: What he says is, the question is, has the franchise run its course, or can it be fucked yes. up? No. Yes. Yes. So I'm in discussions with David Ellison, who is the current rights holder globally for the Terminator franchise, and the rights in the US market would advert to me under US copyright law in a year and a half, because I am the most powerful man in all of Hollywood. (laughs) Good God. uh, Right now we are leaning towards doing a three-film arc, because I can't just make one film anymore. I've lost that ability.
0: Come on, JC. Oh... And you, James Cameron. I'm not just picking on Corden today. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just, I just, what, why, why do it? I mean, I don't think there is anything left to do with the Terminator. I'm sorry, I don't. No. Unless you finally want to go tropical, yeah. Unless you go tropical, unless you finally want to resolve the cliffhanger that finished off Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is about the point that show got really, really interesting. By the way, yeah. then don't bother doing anything else. But that's what you need. Although, I just pitch it now, Jason O'Mara would work as a Terminator. Mm. I think that would totally happen.
1: Let's see that. Have you heard that uh, Ian McShane will be in The New Hellboy? (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be the John Hurt guy, isn't he? Which Uh, is great casting.
0: Professor Bloom. Yes. Perfect. I mean,. I'm down with it. I can. This cast is. is start, if There's a certain quality level to this cast. Once you've got David Arbor and you've got his you know, Hellboy, David Arba is kind of perfect. As yeah, well. you' got he was perfect Hellboy. You've got. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's not Ron Perlman, but you know, Ron Perlman can't do it forever.
1: Ron Perlman's old, and also <laughs> Ron Perlman has given him his
0: blessing. I feel Exactly, like that's fine. Once get. you got him, once you got Ian McShane, you start thinking, okay, right. This This is gonna need some really good casting to keep that up. Because who's gonna be the 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 titular Rise of the Blood Queen? Who's gonna be the titular uh, Blood Queen?
1: Who are you gonna get? I feel like Jessica Chastain Someone like that Ava Green Oh
0: <sighs> Ava Green's a Hellboy villain Imagine
1: it I don't know I feel like Ava Green Is everyone's always th- Just the answer Always
0: yeah, she, she she answers so many questions Get Bernice What's Her Face From Bernice Bejo Yes Yes Berenice Bejo I think it's Bernice Bejo Get
1: From Inception And LeVeon Rose <laughs> Marianne Cotillard Yes Get Marianne Cotillard Oh actually
0: yes That would oh, well, work That would be great That really would work Okay, um, we have a composer for Han Solo? It's not Michael... G- yes. Michael, uh, Oh, go on. How do you say his name? Giacchino. Giacchino. It's not Michael Giacchino. It's going to be John Powell. What else has John Powell done? I can't think of Top there. of my head, I can't it's tell you. <laughs> I really couldn't. Sif can find out. Sif can find out. In the meanwhile, there is also the IMAX news. You must have been celebrating when you heard this. I've
1: heard this. Carry on.
0: Uh, right, the IMAX corporation have decided they, uh, they prefer 2D to 3D makes sense and they will show more 2D going forward the question everyone has asked at some point which is I like the idea of seeing it in IMAX but I really don't want to have to see it in 3D so people
1: always say that people do and it's, it is absolutely you would hear all the time when I was looking at the cinema you always
0: hear that <gasps> do you remember that Dwayne Johnson movie Skyscraper yeah, that's got small people that it? has. We have yeah. got Nev Campbell recently as I'm going to assume she's going to be Rock's wife. You would think wife slash ex-wife, whichever one he's got in this. Oh, Or movie.
1: She, she's playing the skyscraper. Oh,
0: she's playing the skyscraper. No, no, no. we all know that Dwayne Johnson's doing that anyway. <laughs> um, two new cast members: Chin Han from Dark Knight, who played uh, Mister Lau, I believe, hmm. the the accountant, the yeah. shady account, and I like this one, Pablo Schreiber. From Orange is the New yeah. Black. Pornstache. Stash. Right? And he was in... Uh, what was that movie? The, the Michael Bay... Uh, oh. Ben 13... one.
1: 13 Hours. Yeah. yeah he's going to do that. He's also in uh, American Gods.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. You told me that. And I didn't quite remember Max, his McSweeney, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh,
1: John Powell. He has yeah, some, some interest on He did uh, the Bourne franchise... He's done uh some animated films, done uh Kung Fu Panda, Ooh. which has actually got a really good It has, score, hasn't it? It's got quite a good yeah. energetic score to that. Yeah. It's pretty oh, memorable. Right. Uh how to dragon which also good score. Also yeah, very good. But then I don't know, like I I don't want to see that I don't want to say that he just kind of sounds like like a jobber, like a safe pair of hands, but Oh he's, he's, reliable, actually, he's, I reliable. he's
0: reliable, I think. Reliable and and at least partially inventive. Solid work that's at least partially invented can I think we, they, they need some solidity. Can <laughs> we just stick with the composer thing for a second? Because Why Blade not? Runner. Yeah, uh,
1: everyone's composing
0: it. Yeah, apparently, just everyone is. Are you
1: composing this? Yeah, as well? I've, I've, got, supposed, I've yeah. got a couple of songs. Yeah, I'm, I am. I am the new Vangelis.
0: <laughs> that's apparently the problem. Apparently, <laughs> you need a new Vangelis. This is the thing. Apparently, they 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 can't live up to Vangelis. Vangelis is still around, isn't he? Vangelis is still around because they, they interview him all the time for Blade Runner retrospectives. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh this is the thing they're having such a hard time sort of, uh, living up to what came mm. in the original play because the one thing everyone I mean, remembers it's is the amazing. Yeah. So you've got uh, Johan Johansson doing the actual score he is great, and he, yeah, he's worked with uh, didn't even on Earth before. Uh, most recently on Arrival, wasn't it? Yeah, which is really good. That's it, and Johan Johansson is his go-to composer. I think he did Sicario as well, actually, because yeah. I quite like the score on that. Well, they've now got Hans Zimmer and Benj- Benjamin Wallfish, I think. Hang what on. Is, what's he done? I don't know. I'm just I'm transfixed by how awesome his surname is. Wallfish. It's like a fish you put on a wall. Yeah. Fish on a wall. Wallfish.
1: Wallfish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a bush? Bushman! Bush <laughs> Uh, But yeah, so all three are now composing elements of this score together. Interesting. Just imagine how big your score has to be when Hans Zimmer is just a third of your composers. Yeah, I mean, remember Interstellar? Remember how that that score threatened to just leap out of the speakers and beat you over the head? It felt like he was in the IMAX screen playing an organ there. No, it felt like he was in the IMAX screen, stood next to me at the time, yelling abuse at me. Yeah. It felt like that. (laughs) <laughs> but, which yeah. is annoying because the actual theme is, is quite nice in the uh, Cello. In yes, a it is. When you just, can hear it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I it think, I think
0: it, sound makes more than the the score is awful in no? that. Yeah.
1: And so Wonder Woman is getting an actual serious, honest to good
0: Oscar campaign. Yeah, I heard From this. I couldn't honest. believe that. Do you Go think. Go for it. Do you think? Maybe Best it. Director.
1: I think, yeah, I think we'll make a I think that would that would. We'll, we'll, that would we'll stir go for like the techies. We'll go for tech awards as well. Oh, tech awards, we'll get. Super films actually can do okay
0: there. I think though, given all the sort of the the, the talk around it and all the, the successful hype, I think director it could actually seriously have a chance with. I don't, I don't think she will win, but I think. Oh in, no! In, in but terms of yeah, getting that, that nomination. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Nichols. Have you heard heard this story? You'll just Nick Nichols. Um, Have you heard he he regrets Midnight Special? Yeah, I
1: did. I don't know why. I quite enjoyed. I
0: understand this most apparently because he wrote it whilst in a bad place. Because it was after Mud had been booed at Cannes.
1: Mud was booed at Cannes.
0: Yeah, Mud was booed at Cannes. Why? I don't know. Why? Why are any movies booed at Cannes? Why were you at Cannes, Van? Why were you (laughs) booing? I liked Mud. Thank Uh, you very much. I like. uh, Yeah because yeah.
1: that's that's kind of prime reconnaissance. Oh because, god, yeah, that's that's
0: that's vintage Mac, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> you can call me Mud. <laughs> it's <crazy>. great,
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he regrets it because apparently, anyway, ch- as he himself says, I had a chip on my shoulder after you know M- Mud's failure at Cannes. And that's it. He wrote it in a bad place. Now I don't think that particularly shines through in the film. Although the film does have something of a, a, a you know a, a darker nastier bent to it than anything else he's written. If anything, it just feels like it's just like aping
1: like John Carpenter and yeah. Starman.
0: I go with that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot well,
1: of Starman. That's not a bad thing. Not particularly. No, I'm yeah. okay with it. I didn't realize that it was Henry from A Book of
0: Henry. No, I didn't either. Actually, I can't, and I was, he's he's going to yeah. be in it as well. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. By the way, new trail for that while we were away. <gasps> It was so good. Yeah, I'm actually gonna watch it again tonight. Oh it's, that's it. it. I, yeah. I, I made sure to get the HD uh get an HD version of yeah. it. I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna rewatch it. And that's gonna be going, hell to, that's going to be quite yeah. long, that film. I've oh, heard.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be uh, two hours and fifteen minutes.
0: Oh yeah, and then yeah. you've got a sequel to make as well.
1: So there, there is quite a lot actually, because for this film it focuses on the youngsters known as the losers. Yeah. And then the next one will pick up with the losers as, as adults. Grown which is pretty,
0: pretty cool. going to be interesting casting when that comes about as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, that because I, I think people will have some ideas once they have seen this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we big Stranger Things uh, Stranger Things fans well, exactly. in my Finn, house. Finn Wolfhard, so yeah, Finn Wolfhard is in there, He's who's it. not only just cool in his own right, but also just has the coolest name, Finn Wolfhard. I mean, let's be honest, when your when your parents name you Phil Finn Wolfhard at birth you you are destined to grow up into only a select few occupations in life if you are Finn Wolfhard you either need to be the manliest lorry driver who has ever lived Mm. right or you need to run like an MC a motorcycle MC you know running guns or you need to be the world's biggest movie star that, and he might be. He, he could be. still young. He's only good start. start. Good start, you know. It's
1: kind of like the kid from uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Do you know what his name was? No, what was it? Max Records.
0: That's brilliant. That's a great name. That's great. Good then. You know what I watched while we were, while we were off? I, I finally caught up with it. I hadn't seen it in a few years. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's The Strain. Which is... Yeah, I've been meaning to get out. It's, yeah. it's coming to an end, isn't it? it yeah, before. it's finishing this current season. They yeah. take a real narrative leap with it. I, I can't spoil it for you. Mm. but well, I, um, I love coastal. Oh, I know you do, yeah. So, well, this is the thing. Um, I should be I love I've yeah. never gone around to reading the novels. I always wanted to. And then the series started, i will yeah, watch it. And it gets so good. Hmm. Yeah, like really that's good.
1: got a... Give it a go. You
0: should, it's very right. I also got to watch uh, Wakefield Horror off. Oh how is that? With the beak crown and
1: yeah. uh Bray.
0: Bradog.
1: Joe must shame to Blava was Bray.
0: Exactly. Um, do you know it's pretty much what the trailer tells you it is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I liked it. I was intrigued. His performance yeah. is excellent. Though. It's it's not about uh, West Yorkshire. No, no, it's not. It's not. No, no. Shame.
1: Uh, we've not spoken about this. Very sad news. Uh, Sam Shepherd passed away. He did. Yeah, like.
0: There's Sam two Shepard days. Long. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did as well. I do you know? What, I always forget the whole playwright thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I, I just think of him as a really. For, good. for some
1: people, he is more. He's more known, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, as being a playwright. But um, I mean, was in mud. Was in midnight special.
0: Exactly. And yeah. uh, do you know? What, whenever I think of Sam Shepherd now, I don't know why, but oh, I, I always like, go back to Black Hawk Down.
1: Oh yeah, I, I really, the, really My really mind kind of go kind of drifts in that direction. I don't know why. Well, he was in uh, the right stuff, which is great. Film. Of course, yes. Such a good film. Um, oh, That's a
0: stone cold classic.
1: Yeah, did you watch You Must Have Done um uh, Cold in July a couple yes. of years I there. really enjoyed that. Wow, oh, man, that was good. Um what With, was it Dexter?
0: Was that uh, Brian Cranston, wasn't it? No. no. No, 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 Don Johnson. Don Johnson, Don Johnson sorry, I know Don worry. Johnson
1: and what's,
0: Michael, Michael C. C. Hall, yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, so it was good, on. man. Really good. Uh, man, this means we're going to have to scratch one off my uh, ever expanding list of great actors I want to see turn up in Marvel movies as the villain and yeah he would have been pretty would have been like another great. Redford wouldn't he well, that's a, that's a classic yeah or man. like he
1: could be like, a, like another sort of General Ross <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly oh no one played a general like Sam Shepard man but uh, oh so uh, speaking of uh, of uh, you know interesting personalities in film like iconic like Sam Shepard and Neil Jordan, I tend to think of Neil Jordan as being quite iconic, yeah he's got a new one coming out. Have you heard about this? I have the widow, yes. And this is who is in it now. Someone's just been added to the cast. Micah Monroe has joined it. You know Micah Monroe, who apparently has to be cast as May Whitman because May yeah. Whitman it's, it's May, May Whitman. Whitman, Whitman, Whitman yeah. Yeah. When Mae Whitman isn't attractive enough to play May Whitman anymore, you have to get Micah Monroe. Yes. We're not being you know nasty about this. This is actually what happened in Independence Day Resurgence. Resurgence. Mae Whitman is out there
1: still acting, but yeah, being an actress, being quite a successful actress, yes. being really well liked, she's yeah. really good. And
0: you know what? Starring the hell out of the Duff. I mean, oh, yeah, because we love, the Duff, we you love know? the Duff. We're big fans of the Duff. Um, yeah, you, you tell me she couldn't have been back for ID4. Although, you know, in hindsight, probably a good thing for her that yeah, she really dodged a bullet. There. <laughs> she really did. <laughs>
1: I mean, when when you've got to get the lesser Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you when you got to get like the second best. Yeah, yeah. When you that's mid scale. Liam Hemsworth really is mid scale on the Hemsworth scale. Yes. And let's be honest, Westworld. Has pushing that's pushing Luke up a bit. After seeing Westworld, yeah. looks pretty good. Luke's getting pushed up now because yeah. of Westworld. So Liam's spot on the Put his uh, stock up a little bit. Yeah, Liam's spot on that chart is it's mm-hmm. it's in flux, man. I really love this news. Oh, we didn't finish no, Widow, did we, we? Let's talk about this and then, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Carry um, on. Sorry, I'll, it's, I'll go uh, back to my news. Sorry, The Widow stars Isabelle Huppert. That's it. Yeah. Isabelle Huppert as, as the, the widow, and you've got uh, Chloe Moretz as a, a young girl who has a, starts a friendship with the older widow. I like it less. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then finds out that the widow has like sinister intentions. Uh, Michael Monroe is the, and I quote, sassy roommate. Okay. That, works. that works. That works. Sorry, that works. there we are. I, I, I finished the widow news. There we are. Um, Widows. <laughs>
1: Widows. <laughs> Have you heard that uh, the screenwriter behind uh, Logan
0: Lucky may not exist? <laughs> I love this story. I love this news so much. Can I? Uh, can I just? You know, I know you love uh, film series of unconnected films that just connect to buy really a title. I really do. Yeah. Can I just point out? I, I saw this the other day on Scott Mendelsohn's Twitter feed. Um, this year, 2017, has seen. Logan, lucky, and Logan, Logan lucky, Lucky. yo. I know it's actually happened. I wish I did. This is the way, the way, way way, way back. This is the way, the way back, back. the way, way 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 back. 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 Yeah, another box set for you to, for you to conjure in your. One day uh, I'm going to write all these down. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is for the Matalan of your mind. This (laughs) box set, (laughs) those crap box sets, the only existing Matalan. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) really. Why?
1: Where are they getting them from? And so it was announced that the screenwriter for Logan Lucky yeah. there's a lady called uh, Rebecca Blunt. Okay, nobody ever heard of Rebecca Blunt. <laughs>
0: Try to find her on IMDb. When, Not there. Whenever you say when you say her name, you sound like that Simpsons. Sim Sim, now here's my good friend, Mister Black. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> you just seem to say it like that.
1: Oh. The Denver Broncos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Same same yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, people uh, tried to find out about uh, Rebecca.
0: Her body of work, yeah.
1: Yeah. It uh, wasn't there. Don't exist. Funny no. that. Kaiserso say Sose. <laughs>
0: and like that. Gone. <laughs> he was gone. He has gone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so people <clears throat> think that it's actually uh, Seam wife. Uh, yeah, I heard Joel this. Asner.
0: Yeah. Using a pseudonym. Well, I mean... Sh- not the strangest thing in the world. I mean, she spends all day, every day. Well, not all day, every day. But she spends, you know, every day with, with, with Steven Soderbergh. She's going to know a thing or two about writing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She was she was on set um, every day as well. Well, that's that's not suspicious at all. Apparently, this is what I love about that story. Some of the cast members had been emailing with yes. the writer for, like, notes and things. But just didn't know. But never met her in person, so they didn't know. Which is interesting. Um, have you got this? Have you heard about this Bermuda Triangle one? No, maybe. This has apparently been in development for years. Sam Esmail, the guy who created uh, Mister Robot, he is going to write and direct this. Apparently, it's been in. Why do you have two iPhones on you? Have you? Why have you got seven iPads? Uh, well, I'm, I've I'm, got questions as well. I'm I'm I'm, I'm clearly like a street hustler. So I have to have like multiple iPads. The way that you quite clearly have multiple phones. Uh, one, what are you dealing or with? <laughs> <laughs> uh, one is an old iPhone
1: that I just use as like an iPod. Oh okay. And the other is a phone. Yeah, fair
0: enough. That I use as a phone. And a book can also be a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> We're having too much fun today. Yeah, so Sam Esmail, creator of Mr. Robot. He's going to do an untitled Bermuda Triangle movie. Uh, yeah, I'm in. That guy's an awesome writer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really big done. fan of him. Uh, Nothing really. No, Hawley.
1: who did. Yes. The Fargo's. The Fargo's, yeah. The Fargo's.
0: is yes. putting together a Doctor Doom movie. Right. I, but not a Fantastic Four. No, movie. I heard that. Like a solo Doctor Doom movie. And have you heard Who Wants to Do It?
1: Yeah, was it Mads? It was Mads. Cause he auditioned to be Doctor Doom for the last one yeah. and walked out. Cause he just walked <laughs> out uh, the script. Just, yeah. And he, he said recently, he said like, he didn't do it in like, in like a diva-y kind of way, but it just was like, it wasn't working. Yeah. I'm just going to move on and be in Doctor, Doctor Strange. I'll move on, be in a proper Marvel movie. Yeah, be in another Doctor film. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he said that he wouldn't be against it's it because he'd it? be the likes for character.
0: Yeah, And you know the worst part? He would be amazing he'd be casting. kind of perfect. Kind of perfect. Oh, back to Anne Hathaway, by the way. Uh, the survival thriller... An- o- Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Um, she's going to be in the survival thriller O two. 2 about a woman who wakes up in like a cryogenic sleep pod with no idea how she got there and like air running out. So basically buried but sci-fi. That's ace. That's awesome, That's isn't it? That's really, a really, really I like that idea. Dish. It was on the blacklist, uh, last year. I mean, we talked about it when we talked about what got announced.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, Mahershala Ali is going to be in true detective. Yes, I that Awesome, isn't it? That's amazing. That's but- great. We've Can- only, we've only announced him. Yeah, but you know they've still is got to write just the be thing. They've still got to write That's the thing, fine. I'd imagine. So you know, mm-hmm. three years from now, it'd be fine. I wonder who is going to. I'd like someone like uh, uh, Janelle Monet
0: to be. That's good casting. It'd be nice this. to see her do something gritty like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like her as an actor. I mean, loved her as, as a musician. <sighs> I feel years, bad because but... I, I also, I wanted to say to Rashi P Henson. Like, no, because this is just going to become the cast of Hidden Figures. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But oh, did you you know did we talk about the Elton John biopic? I don't think we
1: did, but we can do it now. Um, so Tom Hardy was supposed to be Elton John. Yeah. Tom Hardy
0: is now not Elton John. Apparently he can't carry a tune. He admits this himself. I can't carry a tune. Then why did he sign on for that? Him? makes you wonder, doesn't it? Maybe it <laughs> <laughs> Because dot, dot, dot money. Um, Tara Egerton apparently is in talks. Yeah, who can sing? Who can sing? Do you know why he had Tara Egerton's in talks? Because he was in
1: sync. Uh, well, but there's, there's a couple of reasons. Go on, there's there's couple there's, of reason. He's in Sing. He yes. was in Sing. Sing's an Elton John song. Yes, in Sing. He does. And also, Elton John is in Kingsman for Golden Circle. He is. And apparently they hit it off. That
0: makes sense. Which is okay. So hang on. It Eggsy cool. and Elton John are like buddies. That's yeah, not
1: weird at all. Well, has Elton John seen himself as a younger man? Because M- he don't look like Tom Hardy. Or No, no, he doesn't, does know. he?
0: Kind of, looks, kind of looks a little like Eddie Redmayne in like the first half hour of Theory of Everything. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but a little bit more flamboyant colouring. Uh, ooh, we didn't get to talk about this, and, and I, I love this news Mega Man. Do you know the video game series Mega yeah. Man from the 80s? Oh, he's
1: actually made into a film, finally?
0: That's being made into a film. Have a guess who's doing it? I don't, I don't know. know. Right. Who, the, the, I, this is so random, you'd never think of it. The duo behind Catfish are going to make a Lego Man movie. Uh, a, Lego Man, a Mega Man okay. movie. Interesting. Yeah. You
1: um, can't kind of see
0: that. The, the weird thing is, it's so merchandisable. Yeah. Like How has that not been. Yeah, you wondered, on before. Well, you know, Nintendo are apparently considering making movies again now, so we may get a, a Mario reboot Mario. eventually.
1: I, th- I think within our lifetime, it will happen. Oh, cool. Totally. And it will be successful.
0: <laughs> Probably now, yeah. yeah. I got nothing <laughs> else to say. No, neither have I. No, I've.
1: I've, I, have, I've I have nothing left to say. I'm I out. No more wine to drink.
0: I'm out. and am pooped. We, we did the emoji movie. It's all good. But I say yeah. we, we survived it, we did it. We did. I mean, we say that, you haven't seen it. so nor will I. That, not, my friend, not, is survival. Not unless
1: someone like, opens my eyes and pins them out, Clockwork Orange style.
0: There is a moment in the Emoji movie, very early on, in which Gene, uh, the meh, is walking mm-hmm. down the street on his way to work. And there are emoticons you not know, like the letter I uh, and and uh, close brackets yeah. and like actual emoti. Uh, they're called the emoticons. And one of them is in a wheelchair, and he accidentally knocks him, and he says, "Oh, my colon." See? Yep. That's humour. That's that humour. It works. I will admit, I chuckled bit. that. That's okay. That's fine. I like that. It?
1: Yeah. yeah t- a- t- I think the idea of it, it's not as terrible. It's no, made movies out worse. my Lego, Lego
0: movie is a terrible movie idea. That's idea, but idea, but great. Yeah, we all thought Lego movie was gonna be terrible. I'm sure the Hungry Hungry Hippos movie is gonna be an abomination.
1: And, and uh, so is Tetris and the Game of Life that we keep talking about. Monopoly, that eventual one. Eventual Monopoly, and well, we always forget that you know. Clu Stretch Clue turned movie. out all right. God, we yeah. should go watch Clue right now. Uh, I love Clue. Clue's awesome. I love the multiple endings. <laughs> well, I'm going to go and have sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. <laughs> on which note, here it is, your moment of Cage. I was a little nervous about the masturbation sequences, but I thought it would give me a chance to do my take on what I admired so much that Jeremy Irons uh, had uh, done with Cronenberg when he played the, the, the twins in Dead Ringers. I I wanted to play twins. I thought it would be a marvelous challenge. And uh, the best compliment I got after Charlie and Donald Kaufman was I got a a handwritten letter from David Cronenberg, and he hats off to you, so that meant a lot to me.